is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man. Happy Wednesday. May the 10th be with you. The Monty Show, presented by our good friends, as always, at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And what I love about The Advocates is they care about their communities, and that's why they don't ask you to pay them up front. You do not pay The Advocates until they win your case. No retainers, no consultation fees, none of that nonsense, just the best legal representation in the business. You got hurt at work? Yes, they do workman's comp. Let's go. Hook it up. Free chat online with an attorney. 247theadvocates.com. Jake, halfway home. Mm-hmm. It's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited for the non-sports stories of the day. A brand new presidential candidate to talk about. And, and one of the best items ever at Costco is coming back. Yes, yes. I am it's super a good stoked. It's a Costco member. I am super stoked. And by the way, if you do not know what this is a picture of, you just have not lived your life yet. (coughs) You haven't lived your life yet. (coughs) Look at that place. It's amazing. Yeah. We have all that coming up on the show for you today. Uh, By the way, big shout out to Meat Rocket, who again is the first one in today. Yeah. Meat Rocket 304. If you're not first, you're last. That's, That's according right. to George Klyavkov. That's right. To which Tanner Plummer, the resident a-hole of the Monty Show, right. says, if you're not last, you're first, right. according to your mom. According to your mom. Okay. Okay. See, Kaufman, what's up? Trump, you uh, first, you're last. That's right. Truck stop Gumby. If everyone's first, nobody's last. That's kind of what I'm saying. If you ain't first, you're last. That's what I'm saying. Curtis says Amazon is supposedly out on the Pac-12. It just keeps getting worse for them. Well, if you had listened to the Monty show at all in the last five shows, uh, you, of course, too, would be up on the knowledge that uh, Amazon Prime Sports is no longer bidding for Pac-12 content. And I guess, I guess, I guess that's where we will begin (laughs) As the Pac-12 turns. (laughs) That's right. Uh, We reported exclusively on the show, I believe, Friday 1st. Amazon Prime Sports is out for Pac-12 content altogether. They had been discussing uh, a deal with the Pac-12 for a Friday night game that we reported exclusively first right here on the Monty Show. Uh, We told you that that was the case, that they were not all in on the Pac-12 Um, They were not looking for the entire package. They were simply looking for shoulder programming to go with their NFL Thursday night package. They would have liked to tag that with a Friday uh, Pac-12 game. But, of course, the issue always comes down to what game is that going to be? Is that going to be the best game of the week? Well, as we've told you repeatedly and for months now right here on the Monty Show, Most Pac-12 presidents are not in favor of streaming their very best game, otherwise known as their tier one content, uh, on stream only. They do not want to do that. They want their best game on linear TV, to which that means what? 
well, that Amazon on a Friday night is going to get a pretty crappy matchup. They're already dealing with that in the NFL. They did not want to do that with the Pac-12. Sources have told me that was one of the major sticking points, as well as the price tag from the Pac-12. And yes, Amazon is out, according to our sources, on Pac-12 content at the moment. But it really starts this larger conversation about the Pac-12 running out of options. We told you on March 11th that NBC Universal had come to the table and had begun talking to the Pac-12 about a distribution partnership um, that would include USA Network as the primary carrier. Um, that really has gone nowhere, unfortunately, for the Pac-12. We've not really heard substantial steps forward in those conversations. And obviously, when you're NBC Universal, you already have a substantial stake in the Big Ten. You have Big Ten After Dark coming on Saturday nights to NBC, uh, which we would all presume is going to be USC and UCLA. So really, the show today is all about where does the Pac-12 go? And I think one of the major updates uh, that we are getting is ESPN. Our sources uh, in television very close to ESPN tell us that ESPN is out on Tier 1. But that does not mean that ESPN is not interested in carrying Pac-12 athletics. And certainly that does not mean that a deal with ESPN will not be done. We have reported for months now on this show that ESPN has really taken and held a hard line with the Pac-12 at $90 million a year, period. And they're not looking for three, four games a week. They're looking for a game on television and a game on ESPN+. Plus. That's really where ESPN is at at this point. But Jake, if you look at the landscape in the TV world, there's not a whole lot of options right now for the Pac-12. Yeah, and I think that they've burned through a ton of these options. You know, I, I think this ESPN thing, you know, was just a, sort of a, a you know, a, a sparker type story. Like, oh, ESPN is out on the Pac-12. Like, trying to send the message that somehow ESPN is, you know, not interested in the Pac-12. And, and obviously, that's just not the case. They just don't want to pay for Tier 1. So, when you start looking at the other options that the Pac-12 has gone through, you look at CW, you look at Amazon, you look at ION, you look at YouTube TV at one time, you look at NBC, like you just go down this laundry list of options and it just seems like the Pac-12 has been around the block like 50 times trying to figure out who they want to partner with and who they want to put a deal together with. And and I'm a big believer that, hey, you want to talk to everybody possible and you want to, you want to get your product to every, like in front of everybody and see what their opinion is. But Ultimately, like you're you're taking too long to do this now, and I, and I think that the struggle is is that every day that goes by is just yet another day that you don't have to get the deal done, and and it's it, it's becoming even for us on our show, it's becoming tiring having to talk about this every single day. And what I'm really concerned about is that when this TV deal inevitably gets announced, because it will get announced at some point, I have to believe. You know, that's going to be a bad day for the Pac-12 when it really should be a good day for the Pac-12 if you think about it. Like, anytime a conference announces a new distribution deal, typically that's a really positive thing. Usually you're growing. Usually, you know, you rolled out. Like, like the NFL schedule is a good example. We're going to talk about that later in the program. Like, anytime you announce a new schedule, a new distribution, a new this, a new that, like, you look at this and you say, man, like, this would be a really positive thing. Yet somehow for the Pac-12, this has turned into a negative thing because we know when this when this deal gets announced, you're probably going to lose some schools because the revenue is not going to be there. And that's what's really unfortunate. 
Usually we wait for comments. Right. But when one is this good, when one is this strong, there simply is no way to oh wait as God, to say, dude. I know the pack is running out of options, but... Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Victor's the way. <laughs> the great new uh, sensation sweeping the United States. Oh, my Big God. Daddy Magic, the Victor Wambanyama Evangelist. Dude, I love it so much. Thank you, Keaton Critchlow. We appreciate that. <laughs> Good to see you. Listen, I, I think one of the other things that we need to address is the value of the Pac-12. I think one of the things that is is being you know bandied about significantly uh, in truck stop country <laughs> um, is that the Pac-12 is worthless. I think one of the other things that you need to consider, and and I had a great conversation about this with a TV source yesterday, is that the value of the Pac-12 is not at some all-time low. The problem for the Pac-12 is. Their arrogance led to really poor decision-making and timing got the best of them. The value of the Pac-12 has not changed. The money of their distribution partners simply has been allocated in other places. And as the old saying goes, you're only as valuable as what somebody's willing to pay for you. Right. So your football Thanks. product is worth what somebody's willing to pay. And right now, our sources and TV tell us ESPN's willing to pay $90 million. Right. But let's not sit here and, and make this out like the Pac-12 is some you know POS worthless conference because nothing could be further from the truth. I think the Pac-12 is still valuable. Now, is it as valuable as it was when USC and UCLA were, were in the conference? No, clearly it is not. You're losing two of your marquee names in your largest market, and there's no way to recover from that. Right. But that doesn't mean that the Pac-12 is worthless. And I think it's easy to make the jokes about, you know, hey, everything's worthless and they suck. And I mean, and it, it, listen, if that gets you through the day, if that's your cup of coffee today, knock yourself out. But what I'm telling you is the Pac-12 is not worthless. The Pac-12 is a victim of circumstance and their arrogance. That's as, that's as plainly as I can say it. Because if they had gotten the, the, to market earlier, and if they had not, you know, and, and what's the way to say it, talk themselves into believing that they were worth far more than they are worth. Because I, I believe that's what happened. I think George Klyovkov had the exact same deal that the Big 12 has right now, and he chose to believe that $400 million and $450 million and we're getting $50 million. Oh, you're right. We're getting $60 million. Do I hear 70 Right. Right? Like, that's what happened to George Klyovkov is that he, he drank the Pac-12 Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Instead of doing the pragmatic, smart, important step of securing your future. And I also think that you just got run circles around by Brett Yormark. It's as plain and simply as I can say it because what... What George Klyovkov has never realized, and I think this is very much to the detriment of the Pac-12, is that your TV rights deal, your, your media distribution deal, is not the only source of income. You it know. is a source of income. Right. And what the Pac-12 did really well was they said, okay, we're going to go to market early, and we're going to try to get a deal in this exclusive window, and they just overvalued themselves. They were never even in a legitimate conversation close to a deal in that exclusive window. Yeah. And now you're nowhere further. You are in the exact same place you were about a year ago. And it's absolutely crippling because what Brett Yormark did is 
listen to his TV partners. Because with all due respect to Brett, and I think Brett will admit this, it wasn't Brett's idea to come to market early. It was not. It was ESPN and Fox's nudging and pushing from what our sources told us that got the Big 12 to market early. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, the thing that Brett Yormark did is he listened to his TV partners. He listened to his membership. And they were all in lockstep, and they have been since. And I think the, the most difficult thing if you're the Pac-12 is you just – you just got over your skis. Your, your, your ego wouldn't let you out of your own, your own trap room, right? Right. And I think that's why they're so crippled. But let's not get this twisted. Even if you lose two members, let's say. I think four is absolutely devastating. But if you just lose two members, let's say you lose the Arizona schools. I think the, the Pac-12 is going to find a way to sustain itself. I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know how they do that financially. Oh, what a loser. But I think they're going to sustain themselves. And again, I just go back to what Brett Yormark has done. And if you are the Pac-12, you have to copy that. It is a blueprint, as Jake called it yesterday, for success and surviving. That's what it is. Because the word that applies to the Pac-12 right now is existential. It quite literally is fighting for its existence. If it does not land a media deal of 25 million or higher, if you come in below 25 million, I think you're going to lose four schools and I think the conference is going to fall in on itself. Pack your shit. Let's go. I, I, I don't see any other way that it survives right. if you lose four schools and if those four schools you know, are the Arizona schools, Colorado and Oregon State, and then Gonzaga and San Diego State wind up going to the Big 12. I just don't see any way possible, Jake, that the Pac-12 can exist. Yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of people who have pondered about, you know, okay, if that scenario happens where you lose those schools and, you know, San Diego State and Gonzaga go to the Big 12, you know, what is what does the Pac look like at that point? I mean, we can all make these jokes about yeah. Pac-6 or Pac-10 or whatever number you want to put behind it, but ultimately... You know, the, the pack is a conference that, that to me, I, I'm not even saying they're better than any other conference, even though I think in some areas they are. What I'm saying is that the West Coast of our country is incredibly valuable, and I think that, that it's really a shame that the conference that occupies that geography in our country is struggling to this level because the fact is it wow. is fun to have, you know, USC playing whoever – in Southern California, right? Like it is fun to have these really cool locations with high caliber football and everyone can get in on it. And it's like, yeah, dude, like that's awesome. But ultimately you're starting to lose those high caliber areas. And and that's the only reason San Diego State has any relevancy. So to me, I, I, I don't know what the pack looks like. I do know that they're going to fight their ass off to survive. And I do know that, you know, the, the Big 12 at one time, what were they down to? Six or seven teams or whatever it was, and then they've come back from the dead or whatever. Like, it's not unheard of that these conferences get chopped down and then have to regrow in a sense. But but I just don't think that people are confident, in, and I'm certainly not confident in the Pac-12's ability to regrow because if they had any kind of business sense or ability – we wouldn't even be here right now. And I think that's the point you can't get away from. Like, you do have a blueprint for how to make money. 
it is obvious that your TV deal is only one one uh, stream of revenue. It is obvious that you should have all these other events and 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 you should be making all kinds of money outside of a distribution deal you don't have yet. Like like money, honest to God, for the Pac-12, money should be like the least of their problems. Yeah. Yet they don't know how to make money. So money is their number one concern. Yeah, and I, 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 again, just go back to the value in this conference. And I think the value in the Pac-12 very clearly is the larger brands. And right now, those large brands are Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal. Those are your four large brands. I think from a football perspective, obviously, you're talking about Oregon. You're talking about Utah very clearly. I think... When I look at distribution, if, if I had the guess at the end of the day, I have no idea who the streaming partner is going to be because we've heard all the way along about this, that Apple, who has been remarkably tight-lipped, that Apple wants the entire deal or no deal. Um, and that's just an, a, a non-starter for the Pac-12. I mean, we've we've heard this repeatedly for a long time that yeah. um, there are not presidents uh, in this league to support a grant of rights with Apple TV. Like you look at Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, and Colorado, they've all said no to Apple TV as a as a sole distribution partner. Because I think again, and I'm just stating fact, you're looking at these people in different generations who are not, I'm not gonna say adept that, but who are not comfortable with stream TV as their only option. These are paying cable customers. But you look at like some stats came out today on on the ESPN deal and how many um, how many subscribers ESPN Plus has added. Well, you look at some of those numbers, dude, and it's not accidental. You, I mean, when they launched in September of 2018, they had a million. Today, they've got 25 million. Like you, you look at that number right there, May 2023, they have 25.3 million. Yeah. Like that's incredible. It's a big number. That growth, it, I mean, you, you look at the, the boom from like August 2021 to November to February to May, like it, you're just seeing these big leaps and bounds. This is not accidental. A lot of these customers that you're seeing in this graphic right here, these are customers that cut the cord. And they left cable or satellite and they went to their phones. They went to their smart TVs and they signed up for ESPN+. Plus. I think that's a big part of this. I think, I, I can tell you, I watch a lot of content on ESPN+, Plus on my phone. Yeah. And it, it's, it's super easy. And again, I go back to the origins of this conversation when I, I, I told, told you guys straight away, if I were the Pac-12, I'd go all in on Amazon Prime Sports. It's on my phone. It's easy to access. It's affordable. They have yes. a massive subscriber base already. Yes, yes, yes. Like I would have done everything I had to do, even if it meant taking a cut in revenue. I would have done everything I had to do to get the package completely on Amazon Prime because I don't see a way that you're going to do a deal with ESPN and a streamer of note. Yeah. And, and I think that's a huge problem. Like if you're an Apple TV if you're an Apple Plus, like, why are you wanting to split content with ESPN? You're not. Right? That just, that doesn't um, make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And I think that's a problem for ESPN and also the value of ESPN is that ESPN is a one-stop shop. They can get to linear. They can get to digital. They can correct. get to stream. Like, they, they get to everybody. And, and, and I think it's, it, I mean, ESPN, 
obviously deserves a lot of credit for that but at the same time like espn doesn't need the pac-12 and this is again brings me right back to the problem at hand the pac-12 is not some conference where you're like my god i've got to have pac-12 on my network like that's just not where they're at and i think that's the trouble with it that's why apple can say all or nothing that's why espn's like we don't want tier one we want like tier two tier two and a half as close to three as we can get even though three doesn't exist like you know like that's why you have these different companies essentially playing hard to get with the pac-12 and and ultimately again this brings us back to this concept of brett yormark providing the blueprint for the pac-12 which is hey yeah we get it it's going to be hard to put a distribution deal together but that doesn't mean that you can't add value to your offering by putting together a combine at uh you know i don't know the Rams stadium let's say or hey you know th there's no reason why you can't have media day not in las vegas where you have absolutely no representation but somewhere in california or but oregon or whatever like dude there's i just i just don't understand why you wouldn't create these secondary things but again i think there is tremendous value in west coast football yeah. i do i am a big believer in it i think the need versus wants that's an interesting question um i i believe that the pac-12 and its membership is incredibly valuable i think they have a a cash flow problem i mean and i do i do disagree that layoffs are the reason that they can't get paid. I think that's complete bullshit. I yeah. think it is an excuse. I think that, again, and we're going to talk about Pat McAfee here in a minute, but I look at the way that ESPN is so heavily chasing and really Pat's chasing them, according to, to sources. And like Andrew Marchand at the New York Post, I think is the first one that had it, that Pat McAfee was likely to end up, I believe he said at ESPN, there's money out there, yeah, but nobody is paying for one or two games a week at $400 million. Thanks. ESPN's not doing that. And I think ESPN's business model is significantly different. And I think Jimmy Pataro, the boss at ESPN has talked about this. They're gonna be far more pragmatic in the, in the rights fees that they do pay out and to whom. And I think everything has to leverage the stream. Everything has to leverage ESPN+. And I think that's where Apple and ESPN part ways. They are not going to play nice in the sandbox together. Yeah. And why should they? They're competitors, right? But I also look at ESPN. You know, I, this Pat McAfee deal, he's making $30 million a year with FanDuel. Are you telling me he's walking away from FanDuel for a pay cut? And if it's a pay cut, is it a big pay cut? I don't think it's a big pay cut. Like I was told the other day that they're working on a $150 million deal. And that is, by some accounts, that's a five-year deal. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of bread, dude. That is a lot of bread. And I, I don't know, is that a pay cut? Is that not like, I wouldn't call that a pay cut. But the thing that really stands out to me is there's money out there. Like, I look at this Phoenix Suns situation today. I don't know how many people uh, saw this story with the Phoenix Suns today um, that a bankruptcy court voided their deal with Gray TV. Um, and now, essentially, the process is going to start over. Because for those of you who don't know, Bally Sports, 
who is the, you know, the namesake of the regional sports network, um, is in bankruptcy. Right. And deep in bankruptcy. The Suns, who are on Bally Sports Arizona, essentially raised the middle finger and said, we're going to go do our own deal locally. Um, well, today a bankruptcy judge voided that deal, and now they're back in court. Uh-huh. So it, this is a very difficult, at times, landscape to navigate. Right. I don't think it's a surprise the Suns TV deal was voided. I think they still wind up on great TV. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of working through that process and finding the solution. I, 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 I think agree. That, that if you're if you're Bally, you're trying to do every single thing that you can. And obviously, it's up to the court to stop this, of course. And that's why the Suns are having to go back and start the process over. But but again, I mean, if you're if you're Bally Sports, you know, you're you're going to hold the Suns to the contract. You are and. And I think that that's just part of the process. And and I think that this is something that, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, my God, like this is why regional, you know, setups don't work. And, and I think it's precisely the opposite. I To me, this is this is a dying RSN trying to hold on to, to the last strings of survival it can. And I completely understand that. I empathize with that. It's all good. That doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's all good. You can put them through the process. So to me, I, I, I just think that, that ESPN – you know, when they look at opportunities like Pat McAfee or or as I like to call opportunities where they can get ultra relevant content on their platform, specifically ESPN Plus, they're going to do that all day long. That advertisers want to target the audience of that content. Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of people forget as well. What does Pat McAfee bring? He brings young men who like sports and beer, apparently, and they also gamble. That's what they bring. And Pat's walking away from a FanDuel deal because FanDuel and ESPN don't don't mix. Right. Because I think ESPN's with Caesars Sports. So, like, Pat's of value. What's the value proposition? Which, again, I know we've talked about this on the show in the past. Tell me the value proposition of the Pac-12 right now. Um, We're the preeminent football brand in the country. No, can't say that. Uh, we have the best football on the West Coast. Nah, can't say that. That's the Big Ten. Um, we have quality programming uh, in a time slot that a lot of networks need content for. Sort um, of. Maybe. Um, All right, cool. Pay us $500 million a year. Bro, like, what are you talking about, man? I don't know what their value proposition is. I do think this late-night window... Pacific time is is a value proposition. Hundred percent, I think it is. And and while you're hitting the like button, I will tell you that that's a big reason why the Big Ten was so willing to pay uh, USC and UCLA mm-hmm. because I think they knew that that would help close the NBC part of that deal. Well, and I think if you're the Big Ten or even the Big Twelve, you or certainly the SEC, like you know these conferences that are healthy and and ultimately in five to ten years down the line are going to be looking to to poach schools. Like, you understand, okay, yeah. I mean, if we can get some representation out West without doing some major addition of the conference, and like, you know, we're not trying to add eight or ten teams or some ridiculous move, but, I mean, yeah, if we can get a brand uh, like SC or UCLA and we can add the Pacific time zone, why would we not do that? I, I mean, that's just that just makes sense. All right, let's get your comments in here today. Christopher Shannon says, McAfee's show on YouTube does ridiculous numbers. Yes, it does. It did half a million views for one episode of Aaron Rodgers on a Tuesday. Yeah. I watch every day. I'm 50 years old, and I watch Pat McAfee every day. And I, I think the question about Pat McAfee, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because I think – 
you know, the people that watch this show, you're, you're men 18 to 49. That's who you are, uh, according to YouTube anyways. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Like, is Pat McAfee the face of sports talk in this country? Because I think I could make a pretty strong argument that he is. I think if you look at the arc of sports talk, and really it started with sports talk radio. Yeah. I think a lot of people would tell you that sports talk radio lived in New York City at WFAN for a lot of years. I think WFAN is not what it used to be. Uh, I look at ESPN radio and I think ESPN radio is eating itself, unfortunately. I just think the product has suffered so much. And I think through the pandemic, I think sports radio really suffered. But what came out of that was a boom in podcasting and a boom in streaming sports talk, right? A la Pat McAfee, the Monty show, frankly. And I think what you're really seeing now is you're looking at a situation where a guy like Pat McAfee is energetic. I, I think more people know him for WWE than they do that he was a kicker for the, for the Colts. Honest to goodness. Yeah. I think that there is an entire young demo that has no idea that Pat McAfee walked away from an NFL contract at the top of his talent. I, I think most people don't know that. Yeah. I don't think most like, and I know more about Pat than most people, but if you look at his arc, I don't think most people realize he was at ESPN, left ESPN. I think he went to like DAZN. Um, like he, he went to DAZN Barstool at one point. Like Pat's bumped around. Pat's not the easiest guy to put a, to put a, a lasso on and keep in the pen, right? Yeah. But now Pat's built his own thing. And he appears on his show shirtless and he wears tank tops every day and they drink beer on the show and they play pickleball. And, but that today I think is the face of sports talk. It's not Jim Rome anymore. No, it's not. It, it's not like I haven't listened to Colin Cowherd in dude. It's got to be a six, eight months now. Yeah. I mean, I watch Pat McAfee or I listen to Jim Rome. Like Jim Rome's on vacation this week. I'm not listening. No. I'm watching Pat McAfee full time. But I, I think the other the other issue here is is that local radio across the country has become such a a a, a, a it's been infested by just lazy ass shit pot radio that so many people are looking for alternatives. And I think that started with podcasts, and now I think YouTube streaming YouTube shows is have just exploded. Yeah, I mean, I think the visual element just adds another dynamic. I think it allows, uh, it, it creates a connection that you can't have over the radio, in my opinion. And I think that I would agree with that. I, I, I think whether it's in Salt Lake, Dallas, you know, Seattle, wherever, you know, uh, sports talk in the big picture with some exceptions, uh, frankly, is just pretty much crap right now. I mean, there's no real way around that. And I think that what 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 happens is, and we see this a lot in the professional setting. People get comfortable. They don't take their job seriously anymore. So they just kind of show up and don't have a plan of what they want to talk about and wind up, you know, dropping F-bombs on the radio or doing dumb things or whatever. You know, like things happen. But that's why those things happen because you think but, you can just turn on the mic. But look at this situation with Bob Huggins in Cincinnati. Yeah. Right? You look at the fact that this is – Bob Huggins went on a radio show in Cincinnati – Drop some gay slurs, not one, two. And then that doesn't even account for the fact that he slurred Catholics as well, right? 
And it's because the host, who is a legendary host, I think he's been there almost 40 years or something. He and Bob Huggins were friends when Huggy was at Cincinnati. So he called him out of the blue and Bob Huggins went on about just the most awful rant about the LGBT community. Right. But what happened there? You've got a guy who's been there 40-something years. Nobody's telling him when the scratch his ass. Nobody's coaching him. Nobody's saying, hey, we don't call guests on the fly and surprise them. Right? Like, no, we're not doing that. Like, by the way, did anybody choose to hit the dump button when Bob Huggins said that? So was your producer trained? Did, do you have a dump button in that studio? Um, um, like, there's a thousand and one questions I could ask about that. But you know what it all is? It's all a total lack of professionalism. Yes. Because you don't operate that way. You don't say those things. You don't slur Catholics and slur the LGBT community. To which, by the way, Bob Huggins will serve almost no penalty. He's been fined a million dollars, and he's going to miss three games to start the basketball season. Like it's, and it's he's going to do some classes. But my point is, yeah, there is a lack of professionalism in in sports talk radio, yeah. and I think radio in general. And I think that's why. You know, guys like us have been able to thrive. We're doing half a million views a month on YouTube. And while that's not a lot, I understand we're just the small little money program. Hey, dude, it's paying the bills and it's moving, you know, it's moving people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Maury Alvarez, the great Floridian who says ESPN is like, hey, Pac, you should merge with the Big 12. Nah, we'll see. We will see. Lowball them so they break up and go to the Big 12 anyway. Yeah, I, mean, I buy in spot on, spot on. And to Maury's point, I buy into the idea that the 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 folks at the good old four letter network. I don't think that they are actively working to blow up the Pac-12. They're just not actively working to help it survive. Yeah, they have no incentive to because they already own the rights in the in the Big 12. And I think they would be just fine if everybody went to the Big 12. Yeah, because what Maury is is hinting at there is what we exclusively reported is that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 were strongly pushed to talk about merging by Fox and ESPN. Mm-hmm. And the Pac-12 said, nah, we're good. Thanks, though. Yeah. Yeah, problem. Hey, look at that. Mayor McCluskey in the hizzy two days in a row. He says, Victor's the way, McCluskey. Victor's the way. Love it. Love it. Connor Johnson, we don't know the value yet. No, that, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. No doubt at all. Um, let's see. Who else? David Sebesta. And the costs are relatively low. Not a huge support staff. He's talking about Pat, I think. Well, Pat's got a huge support staff. I would say that. You know. Uh, Moffitt Prof or Moff Prof says, I've never watched the Pat McAfee show. You probably should. Yeah, I think, you know, so this conversation around professionalism and sports talk, like I think... Pat blends that line a lot. And I think that that burns me out a little bit. Like he has a great show. It's very unique. Uh, You know, he's because of his time in the NFL, he has connections like Aaron Rodgers, which ultimately is, has, you know, is what has propelled him. And there are some people saying that he's paying Aaron Rodgers $500,000 a season to go on his show every Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, dude. I mean, the guy's got money. I, I, yeah, I mean that's just that's just is what it is. That's business, right? I mean you got to have money to do things, but yeah. but I I'm a big proponent of the opinion that that Pat McAfee show isn't great because they do great sports talk. 
Pat McAfee show is great because they have guests and it's such a different product that you're not going to get anywhere else that it compels you to stay. And there's totally nothing agree. wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And by the way, I also think it needs to be said that if he does in fact go to ESPN, this would be the first real, real dip your toe in the water by a major network to pick up someone who's gone the YouTube route. And I think that's really interesting to think about. Yeah, it is. Uh, Spangler, what's up, my guy? Pat McAfee's on the clock. He's going to make as much money as he can as quickly as he can. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree, Tanner. Uh, says research institutions. That's the PAC's value. Hey, hey, guys. They're all research institutions. Totally worth the money. <coughs> I think that's a good point, Tanner. Totally, totally think that's a good point. Uh, Victor's the way McCluskey. When I think research institution, my first school of choice, Arizona State. Research in the honeys mm -hmm. on Mill Avenue. Oh, yeah. Absolutely right. Right? Uh, Ute softball fan says YouTube should not be telling me who I am. Mm -hmm. Well, should not be telling me who I am. Well, probably they shouldn't. Uh, Spangler says Mike and the Mad Dog. Yeah, remember Mike and the Mad Dog yeah, back dude. in the day? And that, you know, that's the real shame about it, too, because I feel like not even 20 years ago, sports talk was so healthy. Yeah. Uh, Moth Prof, who Pat really never heard of him. Oh, come on. I think everybody's heard of Pat McAfee. Yeah. There's no doubt. Simon 2077. Brock Heward said, quote, I got to mingle with coaches and ADs and the commissioner, George Klavkov, and then we did the same the next night with the Big 12, and I'll tell you, you could not have had two different environments. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that yesterday. Yeah. And I think it's – I think there is real momentum. I think there is real momentum, without a doubt. Uh, Tanner Plummer, it's hard for me to like Pat McAfee. His whole vibe just rubs me the wrong way. A lot of people say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think he's not for everyone, but I think that's every show. I, I mean, I, I, I like... I guarantee you we rub people the wrong way. Yeah, you know, and... That's and why I we think, closed our massage parlor. Yeah, you know, me, uh, you know, we had to end our business with good old Bob Kraft, but, you know, <laughs> ultimately, I, I, I think that... Look, Pat, Pat does good stuff... More You're not a big doesn't. fan of I'm Pat not, McAfee. I, I'm not some huge fanboy of Pat. I think, look, I think that Pat, okay, F Pat wouldn't be where he is without football, right? Correct. At that same time, though, he deserves a lot of credit for doing what he did in football and getting to this point. And I don't care that he has the ability to pay Aaron Rodgers, you know, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars That's great, man. That's great. I wish I had that ability, honestly. And we've looked into it. We've looked at Evan Joe Burrow on the show. We've looked at Dak. We've looked at, at these guys. And yeah, some of them do cost that much. It's not a secret. And I think that, you know, Pat McAfee, again, just because he's younger, he understands the power of video. And I could, I would be, we would be. We. We would be millionaires if we got 25 cents for every time someone's like, well, how do you YouTube or how do you use video? Oh, my God. It's it's absolutely incredible to me how few yeah. people understand it. Yep. Uh, Saul Gaman said Pat sucked as a punter. He did not. He did Wasn't not. Wasn't he all pro? I think Pat McAfee was an all pro. Yeah. He, is not, he did not suck as a punter. He did not. Uh, Renee Roca says... I heard he was on wrestling. I know nothing about Pat McAfee. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's the thing though. Pat has a massive listenership. And most people in the country probably have no idea what he does. Mm -hmm. 
That's how much of an untapped market there is. Delaric, Pat had at least three, four more years in the NFL if he wanted to. Absolutely. He walked away from a contract in the NFL. So uh, I, he did not suck as a punter. Ruff's official says he listens to the Dan Patrick show. Absolutely. Dan's a legend. Um, but I think, I, I just think Dan is constantly in like fifth gear. He is constantly like just cruising. Yeah, just, I mean, I think he's look, cruising. Man. I think Dan Patrick's the pinnacle of professionalism in sports talk radio. I think you know, I, I you know, guys who who I think are the ultimate professionals. You know, Dan Patrick leads the way in that, and I think that he's been a phenomenal teacher. Uh, there's no doubt that he's got a great program that you can get into to learn yeah. how to do sports talk. But I just think. Yeah, ultimately, Pat, uh, our Dan Patrick has has aged out. Jim Rome has aged out. Now, that said, I still like to, to get some Jim Rome in. I like his style. I like him because he has fun. Yeah, but when you listen to Dan Patrick, you absolutely need some buckshot from Bucked Up. Well, he needs some buckshot. Because Dan will put you to sleep. Look at that, my friends. Buckshot from Bucked Up, the official energy partner of the Monty Show. I'm telling you, this is the way, friends. I know Victor's the way. Victor's the way. No, he's not. Buckshot's the way. Let's crack him open. I have got the um, America Rocket Pop. Uh, is my flavor today. Jake is drinking the watermelon. Watermelon. Water. Water. Water, water, water ice. Water ice. Yes, sir. Absolutely right. Bucked up. Buckshot. That's not my favorite flavor. It's decent. Watermelon is so good. I'm telling you. Get the six free samples in the description below. A buckshot, clean, long-lasting energy. We take it about this time every day. It powers us through the show. The thing I love about Bucked Up, they're just good local entrepreneurs. Um, you know, Ryan Gardner is the CEO of the year here in the great state of Utah. Like the guy just gets it. Their products work. They're affordable. They're clean energy. Get to buckedup.com. Use the promo code Monty to save 20% at checkoff. Uh, checkout, by the way. But go right now and get six free samples of Buckshot uh, in the description uh, below. On this show, you're going to see that there are uh, there is a link for six free buckshots. Hook it up, go get it. Buckshot, the best uh, high-powered energy shot in the business. Yes. Of course, you could always go to a bucked-up store all across Utah. I shop at uh, I've been to Orem, South Jordan's down the street from the crib, yeah. uh, all the way up to Farmington Station, all the way down to uh, St. George. It's bucked up. Uh, let's see. Don in Kansas says, Pat was a big 12 guy back in college. West Virginia. Uh, I said I'd never sing on the show again. Uh, salty Victor's the way. Salty Victor's the way. Victor's the way. Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> is that why Australians are kickers, Tanner? Could be. Uh, Brady Cook says, hit the like button, casuals. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Hit the like button. We've had uh, 1,500 views today already, and we only have, what is that? 93 likes. Let's on, get to people. 100. Be better. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, let's see. I believe Zesty's Retroing Games has given us a $2 tip to say once a deal gets out, how fast do moves happen after? I think. Oh, I think quickly. I think we're in a window now, as it's been described to me. I've been told that. They're simply trying to understand the best deal possible. And I, I still maintain by June 1st that I would be shocked if we didn't have movement. Yeah. 
And I think that the moment that these schools figure out a grant of rights is not going to happen with the Pac-12, they're going to roll. If you see a grant of rights, it's over. They're all staying together. Because, yeah. again, I'm telling you, and I know the Pac-12 is dead. They're dying. Pac-12 it's over. It's over. Truck stop conference. I get it, right? But Dude. there's not a school in this conference that's looking forward to leaving. Yeah. I'm telling you, and you can celebrate and you can prematurely shoot your wad off about the Pac-12's dead. Come on already. Just get it over with. <laughs> Throw them in the hole. Kick some dirt on top of it. Right. I've seen Casino. I know how it's done. Right. Like, hey, dude, that's cool. But they're not dead yet. Yeah. And, and I don't, I, I truly don't believe that they are close to being dead. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, Tanner Plummer. Wait, did Bonnie just say this is the way? Is he a Mandalorian? No. Victor's the way. No. Uh, you know. Taylor, any Scott Van Pelt fans out there? Yes, SV SVP is one of the nicest people I've ever dealt with. Legend. Back in the day when I was a booking producer for the Jim Rome show. Uh, like back in 99-2000-ish. Uh, Scott Van Pelt was easily the nicest guy to deal with. Yeah easily and having come across him a few times when i worked at the uh, great four-letter network known as espn um not that you give a shit about my resume but uh when i worked at espn svp was a really good dude to work with yeah so i i think he's phenomenal yes i am huge lv seminole says i can't catch the pat shows live but i could catch his clips Found out YouTube found YouTube that same way as well. Shows the value of hosting on YouTube. Now I can catch you live. Well, LV Seminole, we appreciate you being here, dude. Yeah, well, and I think that that's a great point. Like, I I think that that's the beauty of YouTube. It's it's twenty four seven, and I think, you know, people. I feel like right now there's still this lack of understanding that it it, it yeah we're live three to six Mountain every day, but ultimately it's on it's on YouTube twenty four seven. But what do people say to us all the time, Jake? You guys only have 17,000 subs. You can't have half a million views. People have no idea how YouTube works. Stupid-ass They're like, hey, you have 500 people watching your show. Where do you get half a million, prick? And it's like, dude, you have no idea how YouTube works. None yeah. whatsoever. And yeah. I cannot tell you, again, we talk about YouTube every day. Like we, not that you care, but... We consult major brands on how to build their YouTube channels. Right. And they don't listen because they don't understand it. And then you're like, hey, X, Y, Z equals your mom and your dad, and that's how you got here. Scock. And they're like, oh, we should probably do that. Oh. You, you explain it to them, and all of a sudden it's like, Oh my oh. God! Wait, this lives on YouTube forever. When the I God's say name, image, and likeness. When I say buckedup.com, that's on YouTube forever. Oh, yeah, it is. People don't get it, so I can tell you, like, YouTube tells you how many people every minute watch a video on your channel. Yeah, radio doesn't know how many people every day listen to it. And one of the famous stories on this show is we started this show years ago. And let's call it three years ago when we, when we came back to Utah. With the idea of becoming the biggest sports talk show in Utah. Yeah. That was our stated goal by going to YouTube. Mm -hmm. And we started with what? Uh, 800. Was it 100? 100 and... 
Do you oh. not remember the story? I believe it was 137 subscribers. Yeah. About a year and a half ago. I haven't thought about that in a minute. Uh, we had 100. And, we could not monetize because we didn't have 1,000 subscribers. That's right. And I remember Gabe Ledley, like Lopes fan Gabe, evangelizing for the channel. And when we moved off of uh, Twitter and moved to YouTube full time. Yeah, he was like, hey, you know, I watch this show and they do these things. Like, hey, and then we started watching Joe Rogan because Joe at the time had a massive YouTube channel, still does. Hey, he's doing it this way. And so, of course, because th nobody reinvents the wheel, yeah. we, we started doing it that way. And we had 137 subscribers. Yeah. And now we're just at about 17,000. So we're still a, a small channel uh, subscriber-wise. We're at eight, uh, 16,885 subscribers. Right. So we're 115 away from 17,000. Hey, by the way, click subscribe. Thanks. Yeah, if you're not, sub hit subscribe. And the like button, because that helps us get subscribers. Thanks. But our goal was to become the largest sports talk show. So one thing leads to another. We're talking to a major client. And they have all of the numbers for all of the media outlets. And we said to this person, hey, well, you know, We'd like to do business with you guys because we want to become the largest sports talk show in Utah. And this person said to us, oh, you guys are, oh, you are, the, wait a minute. You are the largest sports talk show in Utah, I thought. <coughs> and I was like, well, no, we're, we're working towards that. And she started reading us numbers like, well, your competitor, you guys are on in the morning. And at the time we were doing morning drive. And she started telling me like all of the numbers. And she's like, yeah, you guys are far and away the biggest sports talk show in the morning. <laughs> and she's like, well, let me look at the afternoon. And she's like, yeah, nobody really, she straight up said, nobody really listens to the radio in the afternoon here, but. <laughs> like, and and that's, that's how this stuff happens. Like, yeah. that's how this stuff happens. So when people say, well, you guys are not. Okay. Well, you tell the ad agencies that we're not the largest sports talk show in Utah with half a million views a month and nationally now like all of texas all of california all of arizona nevada utah colorado idaho like that's the what the greatness of youtube i tell you that to say that's the greatness of youtube yeah, and i think it's i i still maintain dude like nobody ever talks about it i i want it there was a stat i'll find it tonight maybe it's like six billion youtube accounts or some ridiculous number yep of youtube accounts and obviously all those are not active but i mean just the idea that it's that many is insane i mean it's why you know james knight or any of the folks in the philippines are like that's the other thing that i love about youtube and that's why it, frankly that's why i think pat mcfee's had the success he's had i mean i yes. look at i look at some of these other, other some of the other shows that you guys are commenting about like you know the dan patrick show or jim rome or 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 uh you know any of the other other names stay even colin cowherd i mean you see these guys starting to embrace youtube and it's like dude like it's an untapped market bro and, and that's why i think youtube is just so prolific now and will continue to grow Hey, look at Chad Masters. So I'm old. I used to listen to Scott Farrell on the bench. But okay, Scott's a great example though. Like Scott Farrell, in my opinion, never was like, you know, Dan Patrick, Jim Rome level, but Scott's a legend in the radio game, right, man. But because he's been controversial. And I knew Scott from Sports Channel in Chicago yeah. when he worked at KMBR 680. Yes, yes. And he would play hockey in his studio and 
Like he was one of the first guys to do video and do a TV show. And now Scott is at CBS Sports Radio um, and kicking ass. But what has Scott done? Scott's gone almost exclusively gambling on his show. So guys matriculate. Like I, I can tell you, I, I just use the word matriculate. Right. Uh, I can tell you, like if I go back, Jim Rome was absolutely one of the most impressive people on my career. Um, if, if you think about sports, there was a guy named Lance McAllister, who I think now is in Cincinnati, who was on ESPN 1000 in Chicago or Mike North on the score in Chicago, you know, like who had a tremendous impact on my career. Like I think about all these guys and sports talk radio has shaped so much of my life. So to hear you, Chad Masters, talk about Scott Farrell, I think is phenomenal. How much, I'd be curious too in the comments section, how much the video portion of YouTube, you know, improves your experience. Like, like if, if YouTube wasn't video, would you, would you be on YouTube, right? Like is video that much of a differentiator? Cause I think it is. I think being able to yeah. see and hear oh, is yeah. crucial. Yeah, I, I think that's exciting. Do you guys, I mean, is video the difference maker for you guys? I'm curious about that as well. Uh, Arlington Bears, what's up, my guy? Good to see what's you, up, Chris bro? Karn. Good to see you, my friend. Dustin Osterman, the Monty Show gets me bricked up. It gets me so wait, bricked are you, up. Are you bricked up or are you begging for the bricked up drop? I'm so bricked up right now. And whose fault is it that that drop is on this show? Blaze. This guy. Blaze. Awesome. Uh, Victor's the way says, uh, what's up Arlington bears. Um, boy, look at you guys getting after it. Travis bird. There's, there's Victor's the way. Uh, I believe you guys, you guys are one of the big, uh, best things that's ever happened to me. Real talk. Oh, I appreciate Victor's you. The way. Appreciate you. Appreciate uh, you, big Greg. daddy magic. Greg Romano says listening to Monty beats, listening to Gordon Monson every day. I like, I, I again, uh, again I, I he's think just aged out. Yeah, I, right? I, and, and I think we need to be one thing I don't love about the, you know, the sports talk radio conversation when it comes to Salt Lake particularly is like Gordon Monson is a legend in Salt Lake. He is a name. There's no question about it. But yeah, he has he has aged out and that's okay. That's a natural progression in radio. It's not like that makes somebody a bad person or like yep. but I think that's what we do to people and it's like dude, like bro had a nice career. Now it's time to move on. Now it's time for the next person to come up. Uh, Mark Hale says, I like the David Stein show, a celebration of life through sports. I used to work with David at Sporting News Radio. Sporting News Radio. Huge golf fan. Uh, Spangler, if Monty and Jake invited Mia Khalifa on, she'd show up. She, she's fashion's it girl right now. We've tried to get Mia. We tried to get Mia Khalifa on at the shitty radio station in Phoenix. Yeah. And she was like, no, this radio station sucks. We almost got her to come on the show. You know, uh, Mark Hale says, despite what you look like, yes, video makes a difference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank D you. Bro, did you just call us fat, bro? He, he did. Uh, by the way, I lost two more pounds. So not for long. YouTube is way better because I can watch, listen, and easily switch between different websites. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Stephen A. Smith is my ASMR. When I listen to one of his rants while I lay in bed, I fall asleep in a heartbeat. Wow, that was going in a long different place. Moth Prof, uh, the Monty face is why we are here. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Brad M. Uh, yes, video makes a big difference. I agree. Arlington Bears says, I'm Les Grobstein old school. Oh, that hurt me so much when he passed. Um, the Grober, Les Grobstein is a Chicago sports radio icon. Like, just a legend. And he passed away. 
And it sucks because overnight radio is not the same. By the way, uh, Chris Karn, Superdog in Chicago, 75 years old today. Yeah, dude. 75 years old. The joint. (laughs) The joint. Milwaukee Avenue in Chicago, Superdog. The diamonds have always been one of my favorite things about Superdog. Oh, yeah. The way it looks, the motif of it is just amazing. The the diamonds are on the box. Like the hot dog's the best in the world. Ah, Chris, you always have me reminiscing. Uh, Brady Cook says, yeah, it's better to have video. Uh, John Llewellyn says video is huge. Jaron Eccles, what's up, Jaron Eccles? Good to see you, dude. I would rather watch a video live stream on YouTube than just a voice on Spotify. It feels more personal and real. Yeah. Oh, hello, Jaron. They're definitely Um, real. (laughs) That was awkward as hell. Oh, Jaron. No. Jaron! I don't know. I, 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 Jaron, um, <laughs> Renee Roca says Tarrant County, Arlington Cowboys. That's right. Uh, Victor's the way McCluskey says video Victor's now, video now is a difference maker. Now that I don't have to stare at, at that sad excuse from a mascot, AKA swoop on the shelf on your back wall. It's funny. I worked out with Mrs. Monty this morning in the, the oh, old studio it now. What? You worked out with Mrs. Monty? Hey, can't say well, those things bitch. on the show. Anyway, um, I was on the old Peloton <laughs> treadmill this morning. And what's sitting on my empty, now empty desk in the old Monty dungeon? Swoop, the bird is lonely on the desk. How much do you reminisce when you go down in the basement, dude? I like, you, you know what? Mm, we should talk about working out there. at home versus working out in yeah. the, yeah, the oh end. man. I made millions in that basement. Uh, Tanner Plummer, Brad Rock, anyone? Oh, I love the Rock Monster. Brad Rock is one of the genuinely nicest people in the world. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, that's the real thing. These other radio people are aging out. Yeah, it is. dude, it is. And I think that, you know, the real shame in it, my opinion has always been, they don't need to age out. It's that it's that they don't change their style at all. Like, you can't change your voice, but you can change the type of show you do. It doesn't always have to be this slow and methodical and like, you know, just boring ass show. Jared. Yeah, like it's just I'm just I'm just like, dude, like, bro, at some point you're gonna figure out that not everybody cares about, you know, CIA, you know, security level five X's and O's on football, bro. Like at some point we wanna just have a surface level conversation. I don't get me started on local radio. Don't get me started on it because I can't do it. I was so I was so bricked up over a taco grande pizza, no olives. Hi. I'm Kylie, and I make fresh, delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, hi, I'm Zach, and I make the Papa Murphy's pizza. Sure, if that's take and bake. We build it with the freshest ingredients. You bake it fresh in your oven. By you, you mean me, so technically, I make the pizza. Super good pizza, Kylie. Oh, Kylie, so good. Right now, enjoy big time taco flavors on a pizza with the limited time taco grande. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. I'm pa- so bricked up right now. <laughs> Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Download the Papa Murphy's app. It is by far the best way, the best way for you, friends. Uh, to get your pizza. Uh, this hour of the show presented by our good friends, speaking of Papa Murphy's Pizza, at Barbecue Pit Stop. What's up? Barbecue Pit Stop. Have you been to the Payson location yet? 
Yes, Lehigh's amazing. Yes, the Jeezy's amazing. But that Payson location. Oh, for real. If you're ready to get your meat and put it on the smoker, go oh, to Payson. Real. Brand new beautiful store yes. in a butcher shop. And yet, when you hear the name Barbecue Pit Stop, what do you think? Well, the best barbecue equipment in the business. Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Camp Chef, nailed. They have it all, right? But now, all of their, stop, their uh, shops at Barbecue Pit Stop, whether it's Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, the Jeezy in St. George, or our good friends in Murray on State Street. They all have select cuts of meat. Um, they all have rubs, spices, seasonings like the Asado seasoning from Flavor Knuckles. I'm telling you guys, I had scrambled eggs the other day. We have all, uh. by the way, decided, we have all decided as a family that for Mother's Day, we are going to stay home and make a custom brunch breakfast. Yeah. And then Jake, Jake doesn't know yet. Me and Mrs. Monty are going to see John Wick without him. Um, wow. Wow. I, that, that hurts my feelings, dude. Date day. That hurts uh, my feelings. But you put some uh, asado seasoning in those scrambled eggs. Dude, it's amazing. This is Flavor Knuckles right here. Flavor Knuckles yeah. asado seasoning. Get it at bbqpitstop.com or go to any of their stores. Again, Logan, Layton. Uh, Lehigh, Salt Lake City, and St. George, and of course, their newest store in Payson. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Suck it up, Buttercup! One, all of those Pac-12 teams come to the Big 12. The Big 12 will have many AAU schools just like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I still am not, you know, it, and I know that everybody wants to prognosticate and i would love to hear from you guys in the comments section what do you think is going to happen with the, the pac-12 don't play intramurals brother i think the pac-12 is going to stay largely intact i my biggest question is and i you don't hear me say this often i have no idea what they're going to do for a stream deal i i really don't know because the people telling me that the two main people telling me that amazon's out altogether they're like highfalutin powerful people. They're not people that say things that don't come true. Like I, I so it would be shocking to me at this point if the Pac-12 wound up at Amazon. Right. Right? It would be shocking to me though if the Pac-12 wound up at Apple TV because so many in the Pac-12 do not want Apple TV because Apple TV is a stream only and they will not take part of the big uh, Pac-12 package. They want the whole thing. Right. So it would be shocking to me if the Pac-12 wound up at Apple TV. Right. And after that, I don't know what the answer is. I, tr I truly do not because ESPN does not want tier one because they're not going to pay for it. And I, I, I truly, the way I would say this, here's the way I would package where ESPN's at according to sources who have told me that ESPN's at $90 million a year period. Right. You want to give us tier one for that? All right, cool. Let's do it. But that's all we're giving you. We, we, are not, we are not in any way, shape, or form going to overpay for these rights, Jake. And I, I think that is a, that's a big flipping deal. Yeah, I don't think that there's any reason to overpay for the rights. I mean, again, it's not a situation where Alabama plays in the Pac-12. It's not a situation where these massive brands play in your conference. And, 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 and listen, Oregon, Utah, you know, uh, before the Big Ten thing happened, SC... Like, you had a nice collection of a conference where you had three or four top-tier brands, 
but now you don't. And that's kind of the problem here. And I think, you know, again, we we just had this great conversation on the show. For those of you just joining about, you know, the difference between talk radio and sports talk streaming on YouTube and, like, the difference between video and audio. And I think that same conversation is a big-time problem for the presidents in the Pac-12 because yes. they don't understand that that YouTube is deep. That, that streaming video is deep as far as listenership and viewership and how many people are going to engage with your product in that way. And I think there's a lot of uncertainty. It's like, okay, like the NFL on Amazon, they didn't do amazing numbers. Like the numbers they thought they would do, they still did more numbers than linear though. And they still made a lot of money on that. And that's what I think the fascinating part about streaming and, and philosophy on streaming is a lot of people are like oh well i'm not sure if streaming is is going to be if streaming can carry tier one for us well i'm here to tell you if the nfl is good with a game a week on stream then i'd be fine putting a good portion of my games on stream and, and selling that i think that's totally viable yeah i i don't know the answer I, i'll be honest with you i don't I don't. I think you guys know I'm pretty straightforward about what I know and what I don't know, and I don't know what happens here with their streaming side of this. I think there is a large part of me that believes that the, the Pac-12 could wind up doing it in-house because I just don't see that they have that they have a workable model unless they end up at NBC Universal. Because the other part of this that you got to remember, they have a massive debt that they owe to Comcast. Yeah. That's not going to be easy for them to repay if they come in under their numbers for TV. Mm -hmm. So I still maintain NBC Universal is a really convenient place to go. But we have heard no momentum about that deal after, you know, like there have been no steps forward. Hey, NBC Universal is reengaged. And then usually... A couple of days later, you're going to hear, hey, it's going to be X, Y, Z. Like, but none of that has happened, right? None of that has happened. And I think it is a significant struggle to get that done. You know what, Gary? You, maybe you're saying that tongue-in-cheek, but YouTube TV is where Pac-12 belonged many, many moons ago. Yes. It, 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 the Pac-12 the the Pac should have been at YouTube TV from day one. Yeah. And we talked to Larry Scott about it. We asked him straight away, hey, why not? It, right? Like, but he has said no. No. David Sebesta, by June, the Pac-12's options will be OnlyFans, InfoWars, and X-Hamster. Should I admit that I don't know what X-Hamster is? I have uh, no idea what Kurt that is. Kurt Peters, just don't put games back on DirecTV with Pac-12 Network. Well, but I mean, if, if Pac-12 Network is your only option, why would you not do that? You know, like, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. Um, I, I just think it's a, it's a real struggle. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Stas, Ducks and Huskies won't sign the grant of rights. So not sure how the pack is going to stick together with less money. Again, I can only tell you what we've heard about that. Our sources have told us that the, the pack 12, if they get $25 million a year or more, will stay together. All 10 will stay. Yeah. If they get less than 25 million, they're probably going to lose the Arizona schools in Colorado at a minimum. Yeah. And I think once that happens, you're so destabilized that I think there's a good chance you lose Oregon State as well. Mm -hmm. And it'll be really, it'll be very interesting at that point. I think $25 million is the tipping point. If you get, and I think the number's 20 million, but we'll see what happens. I think that's where they're going to end up. Because I don't think ESPN's going to pay more than $90 million a, a year. I, I truly don't. There was yeah. some buzz a few weeks ago, a month ago, that... 
Maybe ESPN would bump up to $100 million a year if they were able to get two games on ESPN+. Plus. But, I mean, are, are you really telling me at that point you're $10 million, right? And again, I, w- I, w- I would remind you, this is not for this coming season. Mm-hmm. This is for a year from now. You're going to have 10 teams in the conference. That's five games in a full week where everybody's playing. So if three of those end up at ESPN, are you telling me that a streamer is going to pay for just two games and they're going to pay you <coughs> 10 or $15 million? Because let's pretend that ESPN goes up to $100 million. That's $10 million per school. Mm-hmm. So now you need to find $15 million per school. You need to find another $150 million. So you have two games left. Are you telling me that a streamer out there is going to pay you $150 million a year for two games? <laughs> That's the problem for Amazon. Yeah. And oh, by the way, if ESPN goes up to $100 million, you can't tell me that they're not getting tier one. Mm-hmm. Like it just that the problem is, and this is the, the issue that I've talked about a thousand times on this show. Yeah. I do not see all the pieces fitting together. The only pieces in my mind that I can reconcile where everything works out for the, the Pac-12, the Friday night game at Amazon and ESPN gets the rest. Yes. That's the deal that makes sense. But now we have been told Amazon's out altogether. We, start, we reported that I think last Thursday or Friday. They're out altogether. We have been told straight up that now ESPN is at $90 million and they're not going to push past that. And they want two games a week. One on TV, one on ESPN Plus. Yeah. That's what they're, they're not out. They're ESPN, and I want to make this very clear because a lot of people have misconstrued what we have reported. ESPN is willing to do a deal with the Pac-12. Get this right. ESPN's willing to do a deal with the Pac-12 for $90 million. If you want to give us your best game of the week, great. Here's $90 million. By the way, we'll take your tier, your third best game of the week, and we'll put that on ESPN+. Plus. By the way, ESPN's also saying that, that, that game that we're going to put on ESPN TV, we get to pick the time window. Right. Because let's not also forget that now they have the ACC, they have the SEC, they have the NBA. They need to be able to massage things. They also need to be able to say, okay, we're going to put that on ESPN too. Or we're going to put that on ESPN News. Or we're going to... And by the way, the other thing that I think is really important, it's not... I, I think almost never is it going to be on ABC TV. Yeah. It's, it's just a warning. I mean, there's just no... There's no way that... It just doesn't... That, that, that That's not... Like, you're not there if you're the Pac-12. But in no way, shape, or form. And I would disagree with this as well. There were There were... A lot of people saying that ESPN just doesn't want Pac-12 programming. They are not willing to pay what George Klyovkov is asking for, tier one rights. Yeah. And I think that number is $150 million a mm-hmm. year. And ESPN's not willing to pay $150 million a year. Therefore, I don't think they're, they're out altogether. They're willing to, to, to pay $90 million. Yeah. And I think they want one of the top two games of the week on TV for that. Yeah. And it's so, pretty straightforward. I, I just don't think it's that complicated. And I think that's why I said this, this whole, 
you know, what was it, Dennis Dodd last week coming out saying, hey, ESP, you know, the title was like ESPN's out on the Pac-12, and then everyone kind of freaked out and said, oh, man, like, you know, the Pac-12 is done with, you know, being able to try to get something done with ESPN. Like, that's not what happened. I, it's just they're not going to pay for Tier 1. So, I, I, look, I just think that as far as options are concerned for the Pac-12, yeah, you are running out of options here. And and the while the grants of rights model is archaic in my opinion like it's been going on for way too long it is what they're trying to do and yeah. and and i i personally love the nbc setup with peacock and everything but i don't know that that deal even happens so that's why i say like i think you know if you were more willing to go streaming or you were more willing to do regional deals at the at the at the school level and have but, individual but deals but again like, this is also why i say why why are you not why are you not forward thinking like, again, not to evangelize, but why wouldn't you just do it on YouTube? Yeah. You have a sales machine in the Pac-12. What if, and I know it's crazy, what if you took your two best games of the week and streamed them live on YouTube? Okay, well, what if? And what if you got, you know jimmy's burgers and joey's law firm and now of course on youtube and google you can't have budweiser or michelob or they don't take alcohol advertising right but what if you got your standard toyota and you put a toyota bug like you see in the top corner of our screen we have the advocates the advocates.com right you, yeah. you they're our presenting sponsor why can't you put Toyota in the top of the screen? Why can't you do your normal broadcast? Because again, remember, Pac-12's moving to the East Bay and they're going to have a production house mm -hmm. that could easily, on an internet connection just like this, you could fairly easily produce a football game and stream it on YouTube yeah, and then sell your content. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. But is it really that crazy? I mean, I, I just think you're at a point now where you've closed the door on innovation and I don't understand it. Yeah. You're in tech's backyard. Well, it's a mindset thing, right? I mean, it, it truly is. And I think that's a great point. I mean, you know, Silicon Valley has is, is been the rage for how long? And I think that, you know, the idea that you have these people who, who know how to do all this and they're, yeah, in your backyard, as he said, and, and you're not taking advantage of that and, and, and you're not trying to just go out and make as much money as possible. Like I, I almost kind of find it, you know, hard to believe they haven't thought about this because, because conceptually you'd be able to make more than $400 million a year doing it that way. You'd be able to, to, to sell the hell out of your broadcast and the schools knowing that that's the model could then create the shoulder programming around it. Like the behind the scenes stuff. See, like, why like is that so stuff. crazy? Why? Like, why is that like outlandish? What? Like, like, I don't get it. And I know I slurped Dion and I think Dion's Jesus Christ apparently, there we go. but, but so let me get this right. You have all the folks in Silicon Valley that could show you how to do this. Yep. You've got a guy in your conference, literally already doing it. Every school and their mom has a videographer on campus that covers each individual sport. I don't care if you're playing badminton. They have Jimmy or Jenny shooting video and doing that for social media. Like, you couldn't tune them up to do a behind-the-scenes series or something? Like, I know you can do these things. Every Pac-12 school, and furthermore, every college in the country, 
should be doing a should be doing a docuseries on their football team. If you don't every like, single one in at Gonzaga, they should be doing a docuseries on basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, go to Michigan State's YouTube channel. Tell me why every institution's not doing that. Tell me why tell me why San Diego State doesn't have a docuseries on their final four run. I I you have to do this stuff. And to me, if if you're the Pac twelve, again, not to use big words. It's an existential crisis. You have a crisis Literally. of existence. Literally. And you got to get outside the box, man. And and they just won't. They part just of me won't. wonders if they're willing to do the work. That's part of part of what I think is is why they're so closed off to it cuz they know it takes work, but but what I think is so funny is like, okay, yeah, you're real willing to do things that make you money, but you're not real willing to 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 say execute it. You, say you, it thank you you're not willing to to like go the extra mile and like pay someone and, and that's really been my annoyance with the pac-12 it's like dude like okay you want to be the conference of champions but you're not willing to pay the the ground worker to build the infrastructure so you're not the conference of champions like it's i just I, yeah i don't know man like at some point execute. you have to change execute. your mindset execute execute yeah that's what i'm saying like is it really that difficult to go to Big O Tires and American Fork like Lee Jensen did and get your oil changed so that you can join us June 10th for RSL versus MYFC? It's not. Go, is baby. it really that difficult to go to, to Big O Tires and American Fork and, and get a new set of tires like Riley O'Brien did to join us June 10th for RSL and MYFC where you're going to be in the Zag Club where you're going to get all the food and drink, excluding alcohol, uh, that you want, and you're going to watch the game from midfield. And before the game, you're going to go down to the sideline, and you're going to be on the field pregame to watch warm-ups, and then you're going to go up to the Zag Club, and you're going to have this beautiful view, and there's seats outside, and you get to sit at midfield, and it's NYFC, and all you have to do is go to Big O Tires and American Fork. Like Riley O'Brien did, get a set of tires. Oh, you brought a friend, he got a set of tires too? Great, now Riley O'Brien's got two tickets, right? Oh, by the way, Lee Jensen got his oil changed at Big O Tires because did you know that Big O Tires and American Fork isn't just about tires? And they'll do tune-ups, spark plugs, oil changes, flushes, they'll do alignments, they'll put lift kits on for you, they'll do your window tint, they're gonna do the window tint on Hank the Grand Cherokee that I just got with a, it's got a Hemi it's in it. It's got a Hemi, man. Hey, Daryl, it's got a Hemi in it. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> so you can go to Big O Tires in American Fork, get your, get your ceramic tint on. They'll change your oil. They'll rotate your tires. They'll top off your fluids. You name it, they'll do it. Anything having to do with check engine lights, Big O Tires in American Fork. New tires, Big O Tires in American Fork. Porsches from Zach Wilson, where did Zach Wilson take his Porsche? Look at me. Big O Tires in American Fork. Hmm. Do you know they have just, uh, I think they have 15 BYU players who take their car to American Fork Big O Tires to get it serviced and maintained. Our guy Ryan, man, doing the work. It's not that difficult. By the way, maybe you're not in the market for an oil changer tires. Make sure you go and like them on Instagram and Twitter. All you have to do is go find them on Instagram and Twitter. Right? Here's their Twitter page right there. Mm -hmm. Big O AF8. Click the follow button on Twitter, the follow button on Instagram, and then just comment. Hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. On any of their posts or send them a DM and say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Send me a picture that you do that. You're qualified. Because by the way, though, 
We are now down to just eight spots left to go and see RSL and NYFC in the Zag Club with the Monty Show. Yes. We are down to eight spots. Yes. Now, we, you can eliminate Tanner Plummer from consideration because you know he's not getting in. <laughs> yeah. You get VIP parking, VIP entry, pregame experience on the field, gourmet catered, all-you-can-eat dinner, all-you-can-drink, non-alcoholic beverages, and there's a bar available for you. And you get tremendous seats to watch RSL and America First Field. All, all compliments of our good friends, uh, Big O Tires and American Fork. Uh, Travis Bird says, Tanner should be the one that goes to RSL. Give him my spot. Sir, you don't have a spot. He's going to have to earn it. Yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, you, the victor's the way. Victor's the way. But you're going to pro wrestling instead of hanging out with the Monty crew. Okay, that's fine. Whatever, bro. It just hurts a little bit. It's yeah, fine. whatever, dude. You know, I'll let you know when the pain stops. And look at our guy, Lee Jensen, now on Twitter. Look, look at my dude. Look at my dude showing up on Twitter, showing I you guys it. how to do it, bro. I love it. Way to go, Lee Jensen. Appreciate you. Uh, the Monty Show, as always. Loves you guys when you tweet at us. So make sure you hit us on Twitter, as Lee Jensen did when he went to Big O Tires. All right, a couple more of your comments on the Big 12, and then we got to get to the NFL schedule. Uh, let's see. Spangler says, female athlete hotness, one volleyball, two pole vault, three softball, excluding pitchers. Jake, are, are softball pitchers hot? I think so. Okay. Uh, Travis Bird, I promised my grandson. Okay. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean you have a spot, dude. It hurts, man. It, it, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, Victor's the way McCluskey. Winning a contest to go see an RSL game is like winning a free ticket to the White Sox-Orioles game. Boom. Out of here. McCluskey? That's not very nice. Dude, That's not Zach, very nice. The Zach Club is nice, bro. Uh, salty Victor's the way. I will get a set of Big O tires shipped to Australia, Mike, if it guarantees Tanner not attending the RSL competition. <laughs> Hook it up. Hook it up. <laughs> Hook it up. Okay, that is some straight demon energy right there, bro. <laughs> that is cold-blooded, bro. Phenomenal. Michael Peck. Good thing there's a bar available. I don't think I could get through an MLS game without being drunk. There you go. You know, uh, Victor, uh, whoa, hello, Ryan Fair. Do you have a percentage you are capable of throwing on CYU movement by June 1st? 0.67%. I really don't think Colorado is that enthusiastic to go. And again, I know, dude, I get it. Everybody thinks the Pac-12 sucks and they're dead and Colorado can't wait to go. Prime, Coach Prime. Oh, man. He's got a big 12, all right? Just ask your mom. I'm telling you, nothing? Sorry, bro. Gary's entered to win the RSL competition, and he just sent me a picture. He did? What'd he do? Yeah, he can't. He, uh, can't. Here, I'll send this to you. Look. Nice. He's like, he's like, hey, man, is this how I enter to win? Watch Love this. It. Watch this here. I'll, I'll send this to you real Love quick. Love it. He's, Jake's going to send yeah. me things off the air so uh, we can't see him. Okay. Uh, anyway, the point is, I probably should turn on my uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, uh, the point is, um, what was I going to say? I lost my train of thought. See what you did? Oh, yeah. Everybody thinks that Colorado wants to go. I'm telling you that Colorado, I think Colorado, if they had their druthers, would far more rather stay in the Pac-12 than go to the Big 12. You have a deal. And I, I, well, I, and I know that that pisses off you know, Big 12 fans and 
We're the scourge of the earth. Yeah, we're the flyover conference with a bunch of truck stops <laughs> and lot lizards. I totally yeah, get that. The flying J is loaded. Yeah, we don't have a source in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. There you go. There's Gary. Gary sent me this picture right here, mm -hmm. and he's like, he literally said, "Like that question mark." He goes, "Is that how you enter the RSL that competition?" Is. Sir, that is correct. That is how you enter the RSL competition. That's exactly right. Heard about you on the Monty Show. Let's go, Gary. Let's go, Gary. You stud. Appreciate you, Gary. Hope to see you at the RSL match. Um, I'm telling you guys, the, the response on this has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, and listen, I understand money's tight. Everybody gets a royal changed, right? Everybody. Everybody goes in. It, it, listen. Have them rotate your tires. Have them top off your fluids. Yes. It guarantees you entry into the game because there's got to be 100 people already who are like, dude, we got to do it. Yeah. Dude, let's go. Let's go. Got to look, dude. I'm telling you, man, got to get it done. Uh, Big O Tires and American Fork. Uh, Mark, whoa, David Schnendorf. Everybody is saying Washington and Oregon are going to the Big 12. Well, when you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. I, I don't know. I, I The reality is... I have no not heard that. I have not heard that one time. Yeah. I have not heard that. I can only tell you what our sources have said to us, and nobody has ever told me. From Pac-12 presidents, administrators, TV industry sources, like... People in the room, yeah. nobody has ever said that Oregon and Washington are are going. I just don't think they fit the Big 12, dude. I don't think so either. I, I really, really don't. Kurt Peters, Colorado left because you know F Texas. Right. I'm also telling you the going back conversation with Colorado is, is irrelevant. It does not matter. And everybody laughed at me when I said it last time. It if, is what it is. If Nebraska could go back to the Big 12, they would do it yesterday. They are an odd fit. Rutgers, the same, are an odd fit in the Big Ten. Yeah. You know. Uh, Big Daddy Magic. Victor's the way. Monty, you don't feel really uh, bad Monday afternoons. I'm going to be doing good with Will Ambassador for the show the whole day, and you're going to be begging me for forgiveness, but I already forgive you. Wow. Man, that was... Travis, I love you, bro. My guy. My guy. Um, by the way, Wow. Wow, how about um, our guy, Big Bad Brass Balls, joining the show? Man, man, I, I just was so in need of a nice, heavy set of brass balls on the show, do those, man. And, and this is a real question. Um, do those bruise your thighs? Man. Just out of curiosity. Uh, big Bad Brass Balls, make sure you hit Bulls. the like button, you guys, right now. We have had a, over 2,500 views today. We're only at 150 likes. Please hit the like button, you know. The magic number on this show every day. And tomorrow is uh, free membership Thursday. Is it? Yeah. It, well, I thought we did that every Thursday. Oh, let's go then. Where we get try, we, yeah. we have oh, people right. give away members. right. Yes. Sorry. sorry. Jake's new to the show. Yeah, this is his sorry. second Bonnie, day. Please. You know, My bad. Fuck. Like, we've done that for like months. Sorry. And whose idea was it? Mine. Mine. Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> Oh, hit the like button. Appreciate you guys. Um, let's see. Construction work. It says it's not about fit anymore, but getting away from the trash program. Uh, programs. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I think oh, that... What's the right, I, it, that's a really interesting point, construction work. I think that's... 
To me, when you look at teams that are leaving the Pac-12, there's only one reason they're doing it, and it's money. Yeah. Because I think, certainly if, if, if you're Arizona, you're doing it for basketball. And I think President Robbins at you uh, Arizona, a player's program. No, a, no, no. What a stupid That's moniker. That's got to be one of the dumbest slogans I've ever heard. Terrible. But when you look at, when you look at what President Robbins said, this is President Robbins at Arizona from Dennis Dodd saying Robbins painted a nuanced picture for Arizona, citing the school's proximity to the Big 12 footprint and the league's powerhouse basketball brand as the basis for, quote, some affinities. Well, that makes perfect sense because what is Arizona? Or excuse me, you Arizona. What is you Arizona? (laughs) A cheaters program? It's a basketball school. Oh, my bad. Sorry. And they hire sweaty coaches who get caught on (laughs) FBI wiretaps. Uh, allegedly, thank you. Um, I think that's that makes sense for Arizona. Does it really make sense for Arizona State? Because Arizona State, and I know that God bless you in Tempe, Arizona. Tempe. Uh, Mellow Mushroom on Mill Avenue. Yes, Hook it up. dude, bro. <laughs> the problem for Arizona State is what are you as an athletic department? Because you're not a basketball brand, and you're not a football brand. That's a baseball school, dude. That is a baseball school. All day. Right? But you're not going anywhere without Arizona and likewise. So those two go together. But what is Colorado? Colorado. Prime. Prime time. Yes, yes, yes. Right? That's a, that's a football school, right? That's a football school, yeah. That is, that is a, a football school. Yeah, that's a football school. No question. You, don't, you have no idea. Do they even play basketball? I don't know. Hey, Monty. Uh, I have. I don't even know, <laughs> bro. What? Do they play basketball? I don't think hey, so. Hey, the running buffs. <laughs> I don't think so. I think when you look at what it, what Deion Sanders has done, yeah, to Colorado, he's turned him into a football program. Yeah, right there. There's no doubt about that, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with that program. I, I really don't. I think when you when you look at Deion. And I love, Jake has, and what's the right way to say this? Jake has certain affinities. Jake gets kind of bu- uh, bricked up. How about bricked up? Uh-huh. Jake gets bricked I'm up. so bricked up right now. For Deion Sanders in a, in a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. Like, I do believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm not one, <laughs> I'm not one to exaggerate, right? Like, you guys know I would never... I would never, you know, exaggerate beyond Seems like exaggerate. A great opportunity to, to slurp, slurp and splash. splash. Uh, that Jake has pleasured himself to this photo. I'm pretty like tell me and and now listen. I think we all also realize that Deion Sanders is all hat and no cattle, right? No, that's not true. I, I think your, your slander is. I think get we all, the fuck out. Dude, I think I think we all know that. But tell it's me ridiculous. that. Tell me right now that it didn't move when I put this picture up. It's internal. You know it did. What you, did I just say? You know the same way that I know, that you know that I know, that we all know that your forearm strengthening to this photo of Dion in a cowboy hat with I no cap. Bro. Can you measure it? All hat, no cattle. <laughs> so. <laughs> Salty Victor's the way. Oh, God. Hey. He wants to know if it's Dion. 
in a cowboy hat or if it's Kevin Durant. Hey, Jack Wagon, if you're going to reference Dion, spell Buddy's name right, okay? Spell Buddy's name right. Victor's the way. Ah, uh, and D-E-I-O-N. Dion. Uh, yeah, still got to go with uh, KD, even though uh, he seems to be becoming a loser as well. Spangler, all hat, no cattle, boy. Hey, boy. Uh, <laughs> Gary, Dion or Harden? Because <laughs> it's Harden. Oh, yeah. yeah. DeLambo, coach needs to ride in on a horse every game. Filling in for somebody. Hey, coach, nice horse cock you got there, sir. <laughs> oh. Bro. Okay. I'm so <clears throat> Get her <clears throat> cheek. <clears throat> Back in George Klyoff cough mode. <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay. Know so, your role and shut your mouth. Since we're in Klyoff cough mode, um, the show's going to come to an end. Um, no, I'm kidding. You just have to, like, snap out of it a little bit. Chris Cash says, see you as a basketball program. There's a <laughs> lot of very good coaches and programs in the pack. To assume Dion is one of the best coaches is laughable. All hat, no cattle, dude. This is your dude yeah. right here. This guy yeah, right, right here. here man. Right this here. guy me, right me, here. Me, me, He's bro. the one. He's like, oh, Dion. Oh, my God. Dion Sanders. Dude, all day, Oh, my bro. God. Oh, oh my God. So Dion. Right oh, Dion. Hiscock. Hiscock. Oh, Coach Prime. Honey, Dude, it's not even Friday. What are we honey, doing? Honey, call me Coach Prime. Medic. Oh, honey, let's go to the bedroom. It's prime time. <laughs> it's prime time. Who the fuck are you? Bro. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Dude. my God. Oh, okay, I feel better. He's not, he's not the best coach in the pack. He's up there, though, in my opinion. In my humble opinion. No, he's not. I mean, he's no Lincoln Riley, but he'll do. You're, you want to die I on mean, the hill I of... Know, I know Lincoln's won a bunch of natties, and Lincoln's the best thing that's ever happened out west. You really want to die on the Deans, one of the best coaches in the, 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 the Pac-12 hill? He's better than Buddy at ASU. No, he's he is not. better than Buddy at Arizona. No, he's not. Okay. He, he look, look. You cannot sit here and rip this guy. Oh, I and can. And then tell me. It's my show. That Dilly at ASU is better, dude. Come on, Dilly? bro. Come on, dude. Come on. Guy, look. I mean, here's, yeah, dude. here's your dude. Yeah. You want to count the chest dilly, here dilly. one by one? Dilly, dilly. Oh, Dion. Dilly, dilly. <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, let me just explain something to you. Kenny Dillingham is a far more experienced and proven coach than Deion Sanders. Mm. I'm not saying that Deion's going to fail. Ask me in three years, because that's what it's going to take. Deion Sanders isn't a bad a chance, coach. Dude. Yes, he will. Deion's <sighs> not a bad coach. We just don't know if he's a good coach. Yeah, but I think the hype machine won't give him three years. I think he's got two seasons tops. I think he's got to He's got to become... No. He's got to be seven, eight wins inside of two years, he's, dude. He's got... He might have... I don't know that he's got 22 quality Division One players on his roster. I, I do. Jesus. Nick, Nick Castellanos Bro. just went to Jupiter. Oh, dude. Good Lord. Bro, it's the bottom of the um, ninth. 
And my guy Castellanos is down one 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 nothing with a man on first, and my dude just hit this thing to the absolute sky, and it was a foul ball. Jeez, I don't know. I, I don't know, Mister Preston. This show is amazing. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All I'm saying is, Deion Sanders does Deion. Here's a question for for all of you football experts. The does, Deons. Does <laughs> the prime time. <laughs> I will never be able to say, because of you, you dick, I will never be able to say his name correctly now. What, oh, man. Coach Prime. Let me tell no. you what, <laughs> Hey, who's that coach at Colorado? Prime oh, time. Dad, please. Prime time. Deion's like two and 10 at the in the last week of the year. Like, uh, uh, hey guys, uh, how you guys feel about Prime? Who's Prime? Who? I don't, uh, who Prime? Who? Oh, you mean Prime Time? <laughs> uh, I think they win three games this year, and I don't see. Yeah, three games is. I think it's spot on. I agree. I think that's the number. I'm literally crying. I laugh so hard. Um, <laughs> like you look at the over unders from from the the Pac-12. Yeah. In all seriousness, you look at these numbers. Yeah. And you look at Colorado right there at the bottom at three wins. I think that's spot on. Yeah. I mean, I think the only one that's not spot on is USC. I, I, and I'm being serious. If I was Vegas, how do you not put that number at 10? Like, how do you not make people bet on the number 10? Because 10's really difficult to do. To win 10 games in the Pac 12 is very difficult. Yeah. I think they win. I think Prime <laughs> wins three games this year. I think that's it. Uh, MH5, Monty's saying prime time. With that audible chocolate, my ears can't get enough. Audible, audible chocolate. It's smooth. Mm. Uh, and donuts. Does Dion make his players purchase Affleck? <laughs> Nick Saban does. You know. Uh, Gary Godoroff. Monty drinks some bucked up and breathe, right? Dude, that's the funny thing is, like, you get the buckshot. I'm telling you, it just gives you energy. I was dragging a little ass before I drank the buckshot. I'm telling you, they were. Yeah. In the description below, get six free buckshot. It works. Uh, Taylor Gilstrap, Coach Prime going to wipe the floor with the Pac-12 this season. Facts. Okay, really? Relax, bro. Relax. Come on now. Relax. Uh, Gary says, Co uh, CU goes 2-10 this prime time. Goes small-time hype over. Uh, see, and that's what I think he's really at risk. In all seriousness, I I'm telling you, the hype train is going to be rough for this guy after this season because they are going to win three games. I mean, yeah. I I'm I'm the guy that's willing to go out there and say, okay, maybe if the C's part, they could get a fourth game somehow. But you maybe. have to get lucky, right? Yeah. Three wins is the number. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, if Monty leaves that prime pick up too long, Jake's going to be changing his name to Barry McCockinum. Bro, did you just say <laughs> Barry McCockinum? Bro, how? Hiscock. 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 Uh. I need a dick in me. Holden Middick. So Jake said, Jake said before the show, hey, when you, put, Janus. when you put that picture up, can I comb his chest hair? Jackass. <laughs> Dude. Barry McCockin' me. Barry McCockin' him. That is an all-timer. Barry McCockin' him. 
Dave's in opposition. I mean, Barry's a hell of a nice guy. Yeah. Kind of lanky, in my opinion, but he's a hell of a nice guy. Yeah, you ought to know. You, you ought to know. Can you measure it? Uh, all right. Monty makes you money. Coming up in 20 minutes right here on the Monty Show. Ute softball fan says, any dates coming up, Jake? How's Paige? Yeah, dude. Uh, you know. Yeah, she's good. She's good. Can't talk. I, I just can't. I, I'm not in a position to talk about it too much. I mean, I have to, you know, keep some level of privacy, but I, things are good. Uh, you know. Is it love? Let me ask you something. Yeah. You have Paige, your new girlfriend. Yeah. Just stark naked in the living room. Uh-huh. Coach Prime walks in and he's like, hey, let's go, man. Nah, I just ask him for his cowboy hat and then ask him to leave. <laughs> hey, man, let me get that hat, coach. Let me get that hat. Hey, coach, let me get hey, that Prime. hat. Go, can you imagine? Go, back and go and bench press or something, Can you man. imagine? Like, imagine this. I should not put the scenarios in your head. Uh, you and your wife are ready to rock and roll. And, De- and Deion Sanders walks in and he's like, hey, yo, what's up, man? And hey, you're like, no smoke. hey, man, can I get that hat? He's like, yeah, sure. And you're like, okay, thanks. And you push him out the door, you turn the deadbolt, and then you just absolutely Bro. do some gardening while you're wearing that cowboy hat. Out of here. Dude, dude, all hat, no cattle. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> Would be amazing. Uh, time to turn the page, Jake. That, that was nice, dude. Renee well Roca, sorry, babe. It's prime time. Prime time. And <laughs> back now. Oh, Brandon Butler, prime. I'm going to need that hat because I'm about to go to the rodeo. <laughs> oh, what the hell happened to this show? Uh, Jimmy, prime's cowboy hat is too big for Jake. Oh! <laughs> No. Right, right. Riley O'Brien, who will join us at uh, America First Field for RSL on June Ain't 10th. Ain't no reset. The way Monty said, let me ask you something, something good was coming. I'm so <laughs> bricked up right now. Uh, Jet Wayman, the tile king of Utah. If Prime walked in on Jake, Jake would look at him and say, we coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I we love it. I absolutely love it. By the way, the Phillies tied that game. Toronto Philly tied at one. Uh, my goddamn left fielder, Kyle Schwarber, with an RBI double. And Bryce comes home. Yeah, hell yeah. Damn right. Damn right, Screw Bryce Harper. Toronto. That's Screw right. Toronto. Uh, let's see. Salty uh, Victor's the way. Says, I can see Jake sitting outside with a cigarette and Prime's cowboy hat hey, on. Hey, dude. Don't Feet put up. it past me. Feet up on the veranda. The veranda. You know, by the way, it was JT Real Muto with the RBI double. Yeah. So there you go. CJ Vance, quote unquote, do some gardening. That's right. <laughs> uh, Gary says Prime knows where to find Jake. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. Um, all right. The Monty Show presented by the Advocates. Uh, before we talk NFL, you guys, here's a question that we need answers to. On Christmas Day, NFL or NBA? Because did you hear about the NFL schedule? We'll talk about all about that after we uh, hear from the advocates. I was involved in a hit and run accident. My chiropractor recommended me to the advocates. They completely took care of everything. Now that my case has been settled, I feel like I can go back to my normal life, all thanks to the advocates. 
Yep, make sure you get to theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And again, I tell you every day, the level of empathy, and I'm a huge fan of the word empathy, right? And when you understand what somebody is going through and you can wholly relate to what they're experiencing, it gives you a different level of service ability. That's what you get at The Advocates, their level of empathy, their want to, their desire to serve their clients. It's remarkable. And they do this without asking you to pay a penny up front because you don't pay The Advocates unless and until they win your case. UtahAdvocates.com, theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney live online 24-7. And again, guys, the weather's beautiful. It's all spring and summer. You're on your bikes. You're on your motorcycles and your scooters. Things are going to happen. If you get hit by somebody because they're driving distracted, they ran a stop sign, they rolled through a stop sign, they're on their phone, they're eating their lunch while driving their car, that's not your fault. You didn't deserve that, but you do deserve an advocate at theadvocates.com. UtahAdvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, NFL on Christmas. What do you guys make make of this? Because traditionally, Christmas Day has been all NBA. Yeah, and something that I look forward to greatly. Uh, oh, big time, big time. The NFL has now said that they will play games on Christmas, and it is the Giants and the Eagles at 4.30 Eastern. And I, I just don't love that idea. I don't love that idea. Will you guys watch the NFL or NBA? My guess is if my R and we, the Chicago Bears, if the Bears were on Christmas Day, I'd watch the Bears. Right. But generally, I'm, I am more likely to watch NBA than I am the NFL on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. Now, we'll see what actually happens when we get there because I'm a huge NFL fan. I think you guys know that if you've watched the show. And I think... You know, one of the things that I always think about when, when I think about TV during the holidays, one of the things that I think is so underrated factor-wise is that, hey, like like in Salt Lake as an example, hey, it's cold, should be snowing, should be a lot of good food in the fridge. Like, the reality is I don't have to watch one or the other. Right. I can watch both. And on one hand, I hate this out of the NFL – on another hand, I love it out of the NFL. Why do you hate this from the because NFL? Because I just think that as a kid, I grew up, you know, loving NBA on Christmas Day. Four games, you know, one of my favorite memories as a as a young teenager was the Kobe-LeBron game where LeBron's in Miami Heat and he's wearing Christmas edition LeBron's and Kobe's got the Grinches on and, you know, LeBron throws the off-the-backboard alley-oop to himself. And, it, like, that was one of the greatest NBA moments that I remember. And I think... You know, Christmas Day wow. and NBA go together. It just it just is that way. And just the same way I think about Thanksgiving and NFL football, I think about Christmas and NBA basketball. And and that's the tough part is like, yeah, football is always good, and I'm sure I'll watch a bit of that, and I'm glad it's not some terrible matchup. I'm glad they're doing Giants-Eagles. That's a great matchup. Nationally, that's super relevant. But... Yeah, I'm probably more inclined to watch a Christmas Day game. Now, here's the problem for the NBA. What really is your best matchups for Christmas Day? Because it used to be Lakers-Celtics, or like you could put together really easy 
you know, logical But Giants-Eagles, Giants-Eagles is a good NFL matchup. Yes, it is. That's what I'm saying. But the NBA's got a counter. You're going to need... You're going to need Celtics Knicks. You're going to need you're going to need Lakers Celtics. You're going to need Lakers Warriors. You're going to need The Pelicans aren't getting it done, dude. No, you're going to need major markets Chicago New York. You're going to need big name NBA teams uh to draw people to the TV because like I can tell you on on New Year's Day, the fact that you're getting Kansas City and Cincinnati, it's a hell of a matchup. That's a hell of a matchup, right? And then on you know, you're 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 getting Black Friday games, which I think is massive. Um, you, like one of the things I really don't understand. Can anybody explain to me this this affinity with international games? Because I I truly don't understand what the the like Black Friday. I totally get it. Everybody's off of work. Three Eastern. We're gonna get Dolphins at Jets. It's Aaron Rodgers to a tagavide by your mama. Yeah, like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big watch. I totally understand that. Yeah, but are you really excited for Falcons and Jags in London, for Jags and Bills a, in London, Ravens and Titans in London, Dolphins and Chiefs in Frankfurt, Colts and Patriots in Frankfurt? Yeah, well, I think <clears throat> I'm not excited for that, but but I think the NFL has made it an initiative to get global with their brand. Because if you think about it, NFL football is not traditionally a global sport, right? Like sure. the NBA is a global sport. Like soccer is a global sport. Hell, baseball is a global sport, right? Like you have these, these, the NHL, hockey is a global sport, no doubt about it. The NFL is the only one of the core four that is not a global game. And that's well, why I think there's a, there's this obsession with global games. Or international games. But, I mean, this is why the Big 12's going to Mexico. Precisely. This is yes. why the Big 12's going to Rucker Park. Yeah. And I, so, from that perspective, I understand it. I know why we have NBA games in China. I understand why we play MLB games in Japan. Yeah. But, at some point, I just think you need to put a team in London. Like, I, I think it's brilliant to have the Jags play back-to-back -back games in London. Because it's a test balloon to have a team live there for several weeks. That's probably three weeks in London for the Jags, which I don't think is a problem at all. And I actually think it's the right way to do it. Right? You put them in Tottenham, which is just outside of London. And, I mean, I think you feel really good about that. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that no matter what, I think on some level, it, there's a, a, I don't know, a bias is it fair to put the Jags in London for two straight games? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I th I think the reality is if you're the Jags, you'd rather have that than just play one and then have to come back and deal with all the time change. I mean, the reality is, like, it used to be that you'd, you'd go and play a London game and then you'd have to come home. I mean, we used to yeah. talk about the fact that, hey, like, like with the Cardinals as an example, they would go out to the East Coast a week before and then they'd go to London. And it's like, bro, like, dude, the time change is real. And, and these yeah. guys are not fortunate enough to play a game like golf, let's say, where you're it's not physically some beating, you know? Like, it's a physical sport, but you're not getting hit in the face constantly. Yeah, and I'm, I, I, I'm curious if the NFL ever becomes a global brand because I don't view, much like you said, I don't view the NFL as a global brand. I think in London, it's a big deal now. I, I think the NFL has grown enough that in London, it's relevant. But now, in Mexico? I don't think it's that relevant. No. In... Like, look at the NBA in Australia. 
Big deal. Look at the exactly right. Look at the NBA in Europe across the continent. Yeah. Big deal. China, big deal. Japan, big deal. The Philippines, big deal. You know, like you look at the NBA. The NBA is a global sport. I look at soccer slash football. Soccer is a global brand. It is a global sport. We were watching Inter and AC Milan today on Champions League on CBS, right? Like so yeah. it, it is a global brand. I look at the NFL. And I don't believe it's a global brand. I, I, I really don't yeah. believe that it's a global brand. Not yet. But I think you know. that's why you're getting so much of that. Salty Victor's the way. Why can't they get together and structure time slots so they don't cannibalize both products? I think it's going to be in interesting to see, James, because I, I think that's a really good point. Because I think that's not how business gets done league for league. They're not trying to help each other. They're trying to dominate the day, right? Like, it's become a thing where... Hey, the like, hey, I don't we're disagree. gonna have four matchups on ESPN, yeah. and it's like the Super Sunday for ESPN. But and like, see, I'm with Jet Wayman, in the Tile King of Utah. NBA on Christmas is amazing. Yes, yes, it's dude. something you really there, look forward dude, there to. There are a few things, and I know I keep, uh, you know, talking about it snowing and like the vibe of Christmas Day, but it's like if but you it's live, true. if you live in a market where you get winter, like there's nothing better than eating, you know, leftovers from Christmas dinner. And watching your favorite sport on the tube and having it be a cloudy, snowy day and the lights are off and you're just watching it snow and you're watching the game and you don't have to worry about work yeah. and you can truly just like chill and like hang out. Like there's nothing better than that, man. And I think people like the NFL doesn't care about that. The NFL just wants to make as much money as possible. But I, I think if you're a hardcore basketball fan, this NFL thing probably doesn't impact you because you're going to choose the NBA anyway. But I yep. understand why the NFL is trying to do it. Brandon Butler says, the problem I have is that the NBA season doesn't really start till after the trade deadline. Now, well, I actually think that's not true because this in-season tournament is going to change that. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to see that they are going to do more and more like the way the salary cap is structured, the CBA, load management, like all those things that are changing makes it so that star players have to play and games count because of the guys playing in the game. And so, yeah, sure. After the 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 trade deadline, sure, things get ratcheted up massively. But I think that was one of the reasons that they wanted the all-star game and the trade deadline swap. And I think they're trying to fix that. And I think a lot of the CBA tweaking they did does fix that. But I also think that there's a lot of guys in the NBA who like playing on Christmas Day because those games are generally sh showcases. Yes, uh, Sean Mirzinski, it's unfair for the Jags to have to play back-to-back -back London games. See, I don't know about that, though. I, mean, I don't think it's unfair when they stay in absolute luxury in London. The hotels are amazing. They are weighted on hand and foot. If they don't want to leave the hotel, they never have to. The facilities there, they play at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. I mean, the facilities are freaking unbelievable. Uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just telling you. It's not that arduous. No. Tanner Plummer, uh, Super Soaker says, BYU fans will be tuning in for Falcons-Jags because of Tyler Algier. Yeah. Could be. I And I also think on the Jaguars front, like, it, it needs to be said that they made a lot of progress this year. Getting the playoffs and doing what they did. Like, well, like they, they also hired a hell of a coach. I, I mean, know. Yeah, but my point is, is a, a brand like the Jags would never even be in this discussion three years ago. And yet... Now they're here, and I think that's what the NFL is trying to capitalize on, that yes. momentum. Yep, I agree. Spangler, I think you're right. Jags want to move to Europe. They've been doing this for years. I don't think they care. 
about playing back-to-back there. I think it's a great point. Monty Rand says, Travis Victor will be on the injury list by Christmas. Victor's the way. Uh, won't be breaking any records. Travis, uh, Big Daddy Magic says, uh, you just need to change your name to Victor's the way. Yeah, can you please just do that, Travis, dude? you just need to tra- change your name. Uh, the Buffalo Bills will be the greatest thing to hit London since the Beatles. The Beatles! Did you see Josh Allen hit a softball 50 miles? I mean, that guy can stroke. He strokes more than you do. Uh, John Menser. I'm excited for those fans getting a chance to watch NFL in person. It's wild. Yes. They love it. Uh, Salty Victor's the way. Great point, Jake. NFL is popular, but not global like the NBA in Australia, Mike. Yeah, but I think that is why you're seeing all of this. Like, you know, the NBA obviously has done some things, you know, some creative international games or whatever, but, but you're not you're not seeing them in Europe yet, let's say, or like, I mean, you you just see these one-off things out of players and national teams and stuff, but I I would suspect that the NBA at some point is going to start doing this stuff too. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Loke man, nothing should be in Jacksonville. Hand purple, blue piece. Uh, Okay. Okay. Jacksonville is not a terrible market. Uh, Travis says Victor is a universal brand. If there is aliens, there will be a wa- they will watch Victor. Victor's the way. Well, I don't know what immigration has to do with anything. Brandon Unruh, uh, NFL is more of a global brand than you think, and I don't see why that matters. Anyways, NFL always tops the TV ratings. No, you're not wrong. I mean, I don't but doubt that they'll get just, viewership. Just comparatively speaking, when we're talking about NFL versus NBA, you know, I think the NBA is a far more global brand. Yeah. You know, frankly, I think the funny thing is it's the stuff we don't think about. Like the NHL, by the way, please Edmonton win. Um, the NHL, I think, is a far more global brand than, than the NFL. I think that if you look at where hockey reaches in the corners of this world, I mean, it's all over Europe, Russia. I mean, hockey is a big, big deal on, on a large portion of this planet. Yeah. American football is not played at a high level anywhere but, well, America. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. And while I think there's outreach, I think the African, you know, emergence in football is huge. Um, But I also think the African continent also is a huge basketball market. Yes. I think the expansion of, of, you know, basketball without borders and NBA Africa and the, you know, the NBA sponsors a league in Africa, like, I mean, I don't know. I just think basketball is a is a far more inexpensive sport, and so much of the world is impoverished. It's accessible, dude. There you go. Thank you. It's accessible. Thank you. That that's the word that comes to mind. Soccer is the most accessible, but NBA yeah. is right behind it. But I also think that Papa Murphy's pizza is very accessible. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs. Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you get the Papa Murphy's uh, mobile app on your phone. Super easy to use. You guys, if you haven't tried the marinara meatball yet, I think anybody in the comment section that has, you know the greatness of it. 
You know the greatness of it. It's phenomenal. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Coming up in two minutes, it's Monty Makes You Money. Salty Victor's the way. Australia had 55,000 at a USA versus Australia exhibition game a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you that Australia is likely one of the most underrated countries in the world. Yeah. I truly, truly. Well, it's such a unique situation. I mean, they're really the only country that's essentially an island setup where you have to import everything and you're just out there. Like, I think you look at that part of the world and you look at the Fijis and you look at the, yeah, I mean, dude, yeah. New Zealand. I, but having been to Australia and Queensland specifically, dude, I love that joint. Yeah. I do. And donuts. The Raider game in Mexico City last year was crazy. Tequila, sombreros, the fans went crazy. Yeah. They loved it. Yes. They loved it. Uh, Brandon Butler. NFL is an event every week. NBA is every night thing. NFL will always dominate in the U.S. Agreed. Totally agree. Agreed. Uh, Kurt says, I firmly believe Australia doesn't exist. Oh, dude, it does. Trust me, the flight is forever forever highly recommend delta one uh spangler australia is western completely untapped yes i'm telling you it's phenomenal it's phenomenal all right uh this hour of the monty show is presented by our good friends at bucked up energy the official energy drink of the money program bucked up here it is right here it's been kind of an off the rails show because we took some buckshot friends yes buckshot is where it's at uh, you guys got to hook it up. I'm telling oh, you, it's real. clean, long-lasting energy. Uh, I absolutely love it. It does not have uh, any notable calories in it because it's clean. It's got things like B12 in it. It is absolutely everything you want. It's not full of sugar. It's got 100 milligrams of caffeine in it, and it just gives you a mental lift. I love them. I want you to try it for free in the description of this here program below. Mm-hmm. Uh, click the link that says free buckshot. Get six of them, any flavors you want. They'll send them right to your front door for free. Thanks to our friends at Bucked Up for doing that because they we are the only ones, we are the only ones that they gave a uh, Buckshot uh, free sample to. So our viewers are the only ones that get them. If you're listening on our podcast, hello, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Do you know our largest, this is kind of crazy, our largest foreign market on our audio podcast Anybody want to guess what it is? No guesses. Philippines? Uh -uh. Germany? Uh -uh. I don't know why I'm being a dick about it. Uh, (laughs) My mom's house? Yeah. My mom's house. That's a foreign, you know. (laughs) Dude, you're baiting me into making some kind of obscene joke about my mom's house. Where is it? My mom's house. It's in Los Angeles. No, the, what do you mean? The Spotify market. Where? <laughs> You're oh. casual. Uh, it is in fact currently this week, Milan, Italy. Wow, crazy! How did that happen? No idea. I have no idea. London, England. Usually it is, but Milan, the Philippines are very, very close. Uh, but we love everybody that listens on Spotify. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, if you're on Spotify, will you freaking subscribe to the Monty Show on YouTube? The Monty program. And I love Spotify. We just want everybody on YouTube. 
Watch, watch the show on YouTube. Uh, just search The Monty Show on Google and it will all come up. We are close to 17,000 subs. Please. Monsters, 16,886. 114 to go. Let's go. Uh, to get to 17,000, let's hook it up. Um, Monty makes you money. Thanks to our friends at Bucked Up Energy. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Right. Uh, Monty makes you money every day. We give you the lines. We give you our locks. Um, when the NBA playoffs are over, I have no idea what we're going to do because baseball, I think, is one of the most difficult sports to bet. Mm-hmm. I think what we'll do with baseball, we need to find like a prize kind of thing because we need to do a contest where you pick three players and if one of them hits a home run, you win a prize. Okay. I mean, we can work on that. I used to do that way back in the day with DraftKings Daily Fantasy, but they won't even take my phone call now. Yeah. Pricks. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers of Los Angeles at the Golden State Warriors of San Francisco. Lakers. Warriors. 8 o'clock TNT. After we tell you about the 2022-2023 Kia All-NBA second team. Uh, are you serious right now? Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Steph Curry didn't make all NBA first team. Nikola Jokic, Donovan Mitchell makes NBA all second team. Wow. NBA all first team. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Punchable face. Luka Doncic. Mm -hmm. I hate him. Uh, Joel Embiid. Oh, James! Josh Giddy did not make All-NBA first team. Shea Gilgis-Alexander did. And Jason Tatum goes first team All-NBA. Are you surprised by this at all, Jake? Yeah, a little bit. I'm not sh quite sure how we're, we're, we're putting Luka in above, like, a staff or... How is staff... Well, Luka had one of the amazing offensive yeah, years. but... Shea Gilgis Alexander instead of Steph Curry. Yeah. I'm not hating on Buddy. Good for him, man. It is what it is. I, I mean, SGA is a hell of a player. Yeah, There's I, no I doubt. just he's not Steph Curry. And I think it's unfair to compare him to Steph Curry. As I do think it's unfair to compare many people to Steph. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh Salty Victor's the way. SGA, bang. Luca first team. Yes, he is. Joker should be uh should have been MVP. No, he shouldn't have. Uh, Greg Hawkins, howdy casuals. I had no idea what we are talking about yet, but I heard baseball, more baseball. Dude, you have missed a banger of a show. Uh, Monty Rant says bet against the A's, easy money. Brandon Butler, time to do a Fontecchio segment. Got to keep the Italian. Victor's the way. Milan is awesome. They're amazing. They, they apparently like the Monty show. Uh, Monty makes you money. Lakers at Golden State tonight. Golden State fighting for existence. It's a crisis of existential proportion. Yeah. Boom. Minus out of here. Yeah, minus seven and a half, 225. There is no way in your right freaking mind that you can bet the Lakers tonight. Somebody talk me out of it. Somebody talk me out yeah, of it. Yeah, if you're betting, you have to take the Warriors to win. And Were we right or over. wrong last night? I was right. I took Philly outright. Right, but what did I tell you about Denver and the Suns? Um, I think you said Denver. That's what I said. Yeah. I took Boston. You were right about Philly. Yeah. 
Uh, I think you have to bet. Don't you have to bet Golden State tonight? That number, we were talking to a friend of ours who uh, plays the uh, numbers just well, he casually. Has, he has positions. I mean, you know, he has positions. Right. You know, he has a favorite position too. Right. Um, but you look at this game, and if you're going to bet this game, how do you bet the Lakers to win this game? But here's a question for you. Can they cover the seven and a half? I think they can win this game, in my opinion. If you're betting, you got to take the Warriors. But I think the Lakers can win this game. And I think the reason for that but, is because the Warriors are incredibly disorganized or unorganized. And and But it, isn't Kaminga getting a shot tonight? Yeah, but is, is he going to make get a some shot? difference? Is Kaminga I don't know. His play? attitude has been dog shit, and that's why he hasn't played. But, but this is what I'm saying. Like, Kaminga, Poole, like... You've got a you got a couple of guys on that team who have just dog shit attitude, and then it's like, oh well, you're surprised when you lose these games. It's like, bro, like. Well, I don't think they're surprised at all, but I don't see any way that you play Jordan Poole significant minutes tonight because he's been an absolute pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. So you know you know that, you know that, and I think the issue becomes I don't that, but this is my point. Like I, I think you are fighting for your lives tonight. Now, I would tell you if I was putting my money on this, I would bet the Lakers. I, I, I have trouble seeing the, the Warriors winning by more than seven and a half. But I'm telling you to bet Golden State in this game. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you, you need, to, you need to buy down the seven and a half. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't think that that's a massive number, in my opinion. But here's the official pick of the game. I think you take Golden State to win and the Lakers to cover. And I don't see any way it doesn't go over. I don't think you can bet the under in this game. I think Golden State wins. The Lakers cover. It goes over. 225. Man, I want to take the Lakers so bad, dude. I just don't know how. I don't know. And I listen, their defense <clears throat> has been unbelievable. Yeah, I think you can count on Steph Curry for a 40-point night. I don't think you can count on anyone else, including Klay Thompson. Um, and I think that's what I have trouble with in this game. But I, I would agree it's at home. Logically speaking, you got to take the Warriors. So yeah, I, I, I guess my pick is going to be Warriors. You know, yeah, same mm. as you. Warriors, Warriors Lakers win. Cover. Lakers cover two twenty five over under. But I'm telling you, tomorrow on the program, if we're talking about a Lakers victory, don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised either. I think it. I think it's one of the more difficult games. I just can't. I cannot see. Golden State going out 4-1. I would be stunned. I wouldn't be, dude. I think I, I don't think they have the it factor anymore. Steph is still really a damn good player. And Clay is too hit or miss now. And I'm not saying I'd trade the guy, but but he's not the same guy he was. And and that's just a fact, I feel like. And the problem is Draymond can be the best he can be. He's not a big enough factor anymore. Jordan Poole's nothing. You know, the Kaminga just isn't ready for the moment. Like and Gary Payton II can do what he does, but he's a role player. They don't have enough to beat the Lakers. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know. that. It's just a really tough game, in my opinion. Jet Wayman, uh, Lakers might close it out. I'm staying away from betting this game. Agreed. I would, too. Yeah. I would, too. Jet, I think that's a great point. Spangler, Denver going to win the ship. Bro. Spangler, I, and, and listen. I know you probably fell down a lot as a kid, Boom. Spangler. Yeah, I understand it. You fell down a lot. You know, concussions are a real thing. But open the garage door before you start the car. Because when you say things like Denver's going to win the ship, did you see their stupidity last night? 
Like you're at home and you are railing my R and we, the Phoenix Suns and the Sex Machine. Straight pipe, homie. What is Jamal Murray doing messing around with Landry Shaman? <coughs> why are why is Bruce Brown trying to get into the huddle and get a technical foul? Like this is so stupid. And it and again, I like Mike call me Michael Malone. Michael. But that team lacks a certain level of professionalism. You're getting a balls-out performance out of Aaron Gordon, and you want to go mess with the Suns huddle. Like It's just so stupid. Yeah, I just didn't understand it. And the broadcast was like, oh, well, technically, Monty Williams is on the floor. They're not in a huddle on the bench. And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter, bro. Like, come on. Come on. Be better. Uh, Salty says, I like the Lakers to cover the 7.5. They will want to close out the rest of their guy or rest at – they will want to close out to rest their guys. Agreed. I, I don't know. I just think defensively the Lakers are so locked in and LeBron is so prepared. I mean, we may have caught that one play that he he was ready for and had seen. Oh, and, it's like five but plays. But I'm telling you, yeah, it's way more than that. I mean, LeBron has one of the highest basketball IQs in the game, and I know he's not the, exactly the same guy anymore, but that doesn't mean the brain turned off. And, and as long as you have him on your team – and you're prepared, there's no reason why you can't go out and win a game that maybe you're a big underdog in. Brandon Butler, Lakers are going to have an off night. They will win it at home. Warriors are going to throw their best punch tonight and get a rope-a-dope uh, or in the next game. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Spangler says, Monty with a good pick. Taylor says, uh, Luka is phenomenal. SGA in OKC with all these young, talented players. It's amazing the potential and shift in the league for a dynasty team in the coming decades. Dude, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. You're not long. Taylor also says, never bet against LeBron. Lakers take it. Uh, Spangler, LeBron seems like the dad on the court. Everything that happens goes through him. I don't disagree. Michael Peck, whoever comes out of the West wins the chip. Have to agree. Man, Boston's disappointing. Yep. Right? They're like, not a championship team, and I would not pay Jalen Brown a Supermax now that he's eligible. Well, he's eligible for a Supermax, Jalen Brown. Uh, Jet, the Tao King of Utah. In fact, I'm staying away from both games because the Heat might close it out too. God, I hate Kyle Lowry. Yeah, fat ass. Greg Hawkins says today's my birthday. Oh, happy birthday, bro. Who cares? Who cares? He says I turned 30 today. You turned 30. You're having a kid. You bought a house. Like, cool, dude. We get it. Congrats, dude. That's awesome. Love it. How's your life, Greg? Yeah, how's things, dude? Yeah, I hope you're well. Happy birthday, buddy. You going to get in on this RSL thing or what? Better. Uh, Greg doesn't want to go to RSL. He don't want to go there. Happy birthday, Greg, Monty Rant says. Take that back at Monty Rant. Why? Greg's a good dude. It'll be cool to see the Sixers win it all. Nah, bro. Nah. Uh, happy Dirty 30. Happy birthday, Greg. Happy birthday, Greg. Thanks, casuals. When are we going to get some sushi or something, Greg? Well, you know. Uh, congrats on 30. Welcome to the real life. Yeah, by the way, it's over. <laughs> Don't blink or fart because bad things will happen and you'll be 50. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. It goes by so fast, Greg. Jeez. Yeah. Mama hate at the New York Knickerbockers. There's only mm. one way to pick this game, Yeah, bro. you got to go with the heat. Yeah. yeah I'm, okay. Monty makes you money. Yep. <laughs> Don't you have to go with the heat? Like, the Knicks quit. Julius said it. The Knicks quit on this game, on this series. Do you view this season as a failure? Yeah, I would, Julius. Um, a, the Knicks are done. 
It's a soft B, person tendency. B, if you had Donovan Mitchell, this would not be a series. You'd be moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Just, just take the can of gas and just like, don't even like slowly, just dump the whole thing on at once. Right. Uh, yeah, you're taking the heat. Yeah. That's the only way to bet this game. That's the only way. Um, what's wrong with Kevin Durant? I don't know, dude. You know who I am. I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I just he, hat, no been, he has not been the same guy. Is that why you're so hard on Dion? Because you're just like, I'm I'm here for it. Let's settle this right now. Right now. Yeah. Hey, you guys, hit the like button. We're 10 away from 200, please. That would be amazing. What's wrong with Kevin Durant? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt like he's been more in his groove. I felt like he looked more normal, but I just he he doesn't have that ability to take over games. And I think the problem is, ultimately, they don't have offensive flow. DeAndre Ayton kills them on a regular basis. I think him and Book are better than him and Kyrie were. Uh, but the problem is, is that DeAndre Ayton continues to start, and I don't understand it. I would not start DeAndre Ayton. And, and in fact, so much to the point that I'd be looking to trade him this offseason. And I think that DeAndre Ayton can piss and moan and can not want to dap it up with CP3 and can be a child on the bench. But the reality of the situation is you're a negative player, dude. You are a negative player that doesn't want to play defense. And Jock Lawndale, dude. Seriously. Like, Buddy can play. He works his ass off. He may not be as offensively polished as DeAndre is, but he works hard, man. And I can rely on him for a good physical screen. I can rely on him for a jumper. I can rely on him for some touch around the rim. But he plays defense. And the the problem is, is that DeAndre Ayton is such a negative player defensively, especially against Jokic that you can't really play him and and the conversation isn't like oh well he's got to stop Jokic nobody's stopping Jokic or Embiid or any of these high level players but you can't have the guy running the entire game against you that just isn't going to work so what's wrong with Kevin Durant yeah I think that he's not the same guy he was right now I think he's probably lost a little flow and I think DeAndre yeah. Ayton kills their team on a regular basis. And I don't want to hear about, oh, well, CP3 might come back, and he was shooting jumpers today. I'm over guys who want to do it in practice and not do it in a game. I would agree with that. And Kurt Peters, I disagree. Age is what's wrong with Kevin. Nah. Here's, has he had bad shooting nights? Sure. Is he still getting into the rim? He is. Is he running the break? He is. Is he playing elite defense? He is. I don't think he's slowed down. I think Landry Shamet is not a good uh, not a good NBA player. I think DeAndre Ayton is a complete utter embarrassment and failure as a player. DeAndre Ayton and, and I don't know how else to say it. DeAndre Ayton doesn't want to compete in this series. DeAndre Ayton's done. He wants to be on the beach. He wants to be on vacation. DeAndre Ayton's season's over. And he shows us that on a nightly basis. And with all due respect, if you're any kind of center in this league, and you're going head-to-head -head with Nikola Jokic, and you're not motivated, and you don't play hard, and you take these stupid, ticky-tack, soft-ass fouls, you're humiliating yourself. Go play with the Pacers. Go play with the Rockets. Go get soft. Go play somewhere where the games aren't a consequence because you're getting all-world performances out of Sex Machine and Kevin Durant. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And then there, there's, there's DeAndre Ayton, who just doesn't give a damn. And I, I, it, it's baffling to me that if, if, you are, if you are the Phoenix Suns and Matt Ishbia, the owner of the Suns, how do you not move on from this guy? And it used to be that his ineptitude could hide because they weren't a good enough team. 
right? Like before they went to the finals, as an example. Oh, yeah, you know, DeAndre Ayton can't catch the ball. That wasn't any kind of secret. But he wasn't the reason that they were, like, losing or not getting to where they needed to be. And now it's just gotten so much worse because his attitude sucks. And this goes back to last year. Now it's here this year. Like, I, I have to say, unfortunately, at some point, you know, fool me once, fool me twice type thing. This is on the Suns, not on DeAndre Ayton. Tanner says Aiton is not as soft as Rudy. See, but oh, here's no, I disagree. Here. I think Rudy wants to block every shot. Yeah. I don't think DeAndre Aiton wants to play defense. I just don't think so. I think if you said to DeAndre, hey, man, here's a stool. Kick it out of the way when we're on the way back down, okay? He'd sit under his own basket and, like, he, he has the guy, the guy, and I've been saying this for years, and I know that people at U Arizona, a player's program, Get all pissed when I said this back at the shitty radio station in Scottsdale. This is a bust. And and again, tell me that I'm wrong now. You're telling me that DeAndre Ayton's not a bust. He's the reason you didn't win one NBA championship, and now he's the reason you're not going to get back to the Western Conference Finals. Because when they lose this series, it, there's no more in this. Oh, well, Devin Booker doesn't want to be double team. <laughs> you guys remember it's DeAndre Ayton was a number one overall pick, right? Like he's a we, bust. Like we remember all that, right? Now, is the Anthony Bennett? He's not. But what I'm telling you is you have two of the best players in the world in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You knew who Chris Paul was. He wasn't going to be there. You knew that. Yeah. But you re-signed DeAndre Ading, believing you could count on him. That's a you problem. It's not and, the best situation, and we but, all know that. But I was just going to say, and let's not, let's not you know, put all of this on Monty Williams because Monty Williams is a hell of a coach. This is a problem where you you are finally getting caught because campaign is your backup point guard. You know. You're getting caught because Landry Shamet. And furthermore, and this is probably way too fucking far into it, but if we're really telling the truth, you're not blaming this on Cam Johnson. Mm-mm. You're blaming this, or on uh, DeAndre Ayton, you're blaming this on Cam Johnson because those are the guys you miss. Uh, you miss Mikhail Bridges. You miss Cam Johnson. James Jones is who the one who should be bearing the responsibility. Right, but no, but see, and, and here's the issue though. I'd have made the Kevin Durant trade every mm-hmm. single day. Who would have said no to the Kevin Durant trade? Nobody. Nobody. But here's the issue. You made the Durant trade and you just thought these other dudes, what, was it a, a rising tide raises all shitty players? Because that's the only thing that I, I, I think you, you know got who here. I am? Right? Like Kevin Durant is still that dude. Yeah. The ankle injury. You know, like whatever, the Achilles, your mom, like whatever it is, right? He's still that dude. Yeah. Devin Booker has never played at a at a higher level than he is right now. It's everybody else below them because you have nobody else. Jock Londale, with all due respect, Jock Londale shouldn't be your best center on your roster when you're thinking about winning a championship. Mm-hmm. He can't be. But guess what? Jock Londale is the best center on the Suns. Sorry, folks. That's what it is. Jerk off. It's really disappointing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brady Cook. Some guys can't buy into the system. I agree. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think that there's a there's a video of LeBron that goes around Instagram every couple of months where I don't remember where when it was in his career, but LeBron was talking about in this video how you can either play a role or you cannot be on an NBA team. And, Correct. And and I think it's so true. Like, if you think about people's past, and I think this applies to Aiton big time, especially with his attitude. DeAndre Aiton was the best player on his team for his entire life. And then he gets to the NBA, and he's no longer the best player on his team. 
And it's like, hey, dude, you have a role to play. And frankly, your role is not that difficult. Catch the basketball, finish around the rim, rebound, run to the other rim. That's it. That's all you have to do. Play some defense. Like That's it. We're not asking you to solve world hunger here. And DeAndre Ayton likes DeAndre Ayton too much, and he's not willing to just play his role. Is it? And I've always found this really interesting. And maybe it's because I don't have the perspective of being paid as much money as these guys are paid, right? Totally understand that. But it's beyond me that some guys in the league like Aiton can't say to themselves, okay, ooh, man, got through the negotiations with Phoenix. I got paid. Let me just go and do my job. Because, no, no, no. Big paydays don't change guys. They expose guys. Yeah. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. DeAndre Ayton didn't become a better har- player and a harder worker because he got paid. We found out he's really not that hard of a worker who still can't catch the ball and doesn't want to play defense. Like, you look at this graphic right here. Nah, bro, I'm not doing it. I'm not paying these dudes super max contracts. And by the way, that also goes for Jason Tatum. Yeah, the problem is I don't think you have a choice with Tatum. I'm not, there is not a chance in the world that I am paying Jalen Brown or $295 million. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And the, the good news is, is that Tatum's got another year before he can sign that deal. And if I'm going to sign only one or two of them, it's going to be JT. I'm not, I want nothing to do with Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. I, 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 am, I, I think the guy has just some really, really soft tendencies. Mm-hmm. I think that Jalen Brown's a guy that wants to be, he's that guy that's like, oh, I'm the best in the business, but Jason Tatum gets all the love. Soft person tendency. Because you're not the best in the business. And the minute you hand him $295 million, that's the longest five years of your life. Yeah. Of your life. There's no way. There's just, there's, this is the, in my opinion, this is one of the worst things to happen to the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. That you are that you are going to pay those guys that kind of bread. But I think you're also, I, I don't know that that guarantees they have to pay Jalen Brown. I think oh, it's a choice. I, I it's think, a choice, dude. Dude, he's eligible right Listen now. To me. It's a choice. And and everyone like everyone loves to buy into this idea. Oh, well, once they become eligible, you have to sign them. They didn't need to sign DeAndre Ayton, but they did. You don't need to sign Jalen Brown, but you will. Right? Like, it's a choice. And I don't think yeah. you have a choice with Tatum. Tatum is a must-have guy. Dude. Like, I, you got to have him. But Jalen, I'm not doing it with Jalen. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I can swallow that with, with JT. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I am not doing that with Jalen Brown. No, I just don't think that and, I, I, the return's not there. And by the way, this will probably piss a good swath of people off. But <laughs> How much does this team miss Ime Udoka? Well... Because that's a whole nother piece. The, I mean, this team lacks leadership. Hey, you want to talk about getting exposed? This team lacks smarts, coaching, leadership, tenacity, toughness. Want to. All the things that he made Udoka. Now, he also diddled his coworker, which you just can't do that. And <laughs> no. <laughs> so you had to fire him. They miss Ime Udoka. Yeah. I'm not saying what he did was right, but maybe but again, they... you want to talk about extensions? But, extensions. Bro, did we just hold hands, bro? Hey. Dude, bro, whoa. Maybe they need J.J. Redick. Yeah. J.J. Redick interviewed for the head coaching job in Toronto. Would you hire him? Yeah. 
I would hire him in as, a, as an assistant. I would not hire him as a head coach. Oh, please. Dude, J.J. Redick has experience. The, as the what? Raptors, the Raptors are not a big enough. As what? You always go down this road. You he was a great ball player. He was a great ball player. He's been exposed to some really good coaches. Is JJ Redick anything different than Steve Nash? I don't know. Give the buddy. Give him a chance. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. Mm, I don't know about that. You're the Toronto Raptors. You're not the Lakers, dude. Like, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah. Tanner Plummer. Just passed America First Field on the train. Such a beautiful stadium. It's a, No, it's not. No, it's not. A beautiful... Brady Cook. Guys need to win championships before they get paid to prove they are worth the money. Good luck with that. Uh, Brandon Butler. Sometimes you need to let a player walk and get nothing back. Some contracts are toxic. Rudy Gobert. Uh, tracks Tanner, Gary says. You're a front runner, Gary, is what Tanner See what said. He did there. She was a front See, again, another choice. The Joe Missoula contract. Why did you extend him? Why? Yeah. yeah. Jet Wayman. I love JJ. Would hire him as an assistant to see what he's made of. Yes. Uh, Spangler. JJ Reddick is a basketball encyclopedia. Yes. Um, Nash had to deal with some big personalities, JJ won't in Toronto, but then we don't get the old man in a three podcast anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good show. That's a good show. All right. Uh, five thirty. Guess we should turn on the old, uh, TNT here. Yeah. TNT right after you fire up the Traeger smoker that you got at barbecue pit stop, barbecue pit stop. You hear that name? The best barbecue equipment in the business. Logan, Layton, Lehigh, Payson, the GZ, and our friends up in Salt Lake City, State Street and Murray, right across from the mall. Any of their stores, you guys, great people to do business with. Anybody you talk to online, because I know now we're a national show. I love that our, our online partners, guys like Bucked Up, guys like The Advocates, guys like Barbecue Pit Stop, guys like Papa Murphy's Pizza, they're getting business from all over the country straight from the Monty Show. Hook it up at bbqpitstop.com. Listen, they've got great cuts of meat for you. They have got rubs, sauces, spices, seasonings, bbqpitstop.com. Tongs. Tongs. Look, mom needs an apron, barbecuepitstop.com. Mom needs a new smoker cover, barbecuepitstop.com. Mother's Day, Father's Day, you name it. They've got you covered. Oh, by the way, if you're cooking for Mother's Day and you're not quite sure how long to leave that brisket or that tri-tip on the, on the smoker, bbqpitstop.com chat with them live online Thanks. they'll talk you through it hey by the way how long do i need to uh let this you know tri-tip brine hey you know i'm gonna do wings but i've got a tri-tip in there can i turn it up to do the wings or should it bbqpitstop.com mm -hmm. the experts the best service the best dudes the best equipment in the barbecue business barbecue pit stop bbqpitstop.com make sure you tell them you heard about it on the money program, Spangler says, good night, fellas. Off to watch my Knicks get crushed. <laughs> Spangler! They are going to have crushed. a positive outlook, bro. They are. Uh, doing a Santa Maria tri-tip for Mother's Day. Can't wait. Boom. Let's go, Kurt Peters. Let's go. What are you guys doing for Mother's Day? My wife, I offered her like the $1,000 freaking um, 
dinner. Like I offered her like full steak dinner. I offered her like the champagne and, and you know, all of the trimmings brunch. She's like, nah, dude, let's just stay home. We'll get some of that bread. What's that bakery, the German bakery on 106th? Oh my God. Hold on. Let me look it up. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember it. Um, there's this little German bakery. that's not so little. Uh, on 106, right there um, in South Jordan, I think it is. And it's it's just amazing. It is so good. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some um, cinnamon bread. We're gonna make some French toast. We're gonna make some eggs. We're gonna make some kielbasa before we get out of bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be awesome, dude. It is gonna be. It is gonna be fantastic. And I cannot wait. Now I have to look it up. Now I have to look it up. We should call harvest the- bread. No. Schmitz. No, is it Schmitz? Uh, D's Nuts? Uh, no, it's not D's Nuts. I can confirm. I can't remember the name of Great it. Great Harvest Bread Co.? It's so good. Schmitz Pastry Cottage. Yeah, it is. Okay. Schmitz Pastry Cottage. Yes, it is, in fact. Schmitz Pastry Cottage. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Peters says, bright side, and you're invited. Let's go. Gustafson's, no. Schnitzel's, no. Uh, Taylor says, awesome. Can I stop by for Mother's Day? Taylor, Taylor, you can, he said. Uh, I got you on coleslaw and twice-baked potatoes. <sighs> yes. Coleslaw. coleslaw. Replace your coleslaw with Mac salad, dude. Come on. Oh, my God. Do Mac salad, not coleslaw. Mac, Mac salad, salad dude. bro. Come on. Giggity! Did I hear correctly that Tanner, the super soaker, would know how long to brine the tip? <laughs> wow. That is well done, sir. <laughs> and it's so apropos of this show well today. Well done, bro. It is so apropos of what this show that has been is today. That is proper. You know. Uh, Callahan. Jeremy Callahan. What's up, my guy? German potato salad. No, dude. dude. Uh, potato salad in general. See, I love it. it's not potato salad. It's potato. Did I say potato? You did. No, I did not. Yes, you did. You said potato salad. Twice. Yeah. Not potato Potato. Oh, fuck off. Like, are we really, you're really going to bust my balls? I'm not over busting that. your, I was agreeing with you. I said it's potato salad. You don't say Close potato. Close your eyes real quick. Why? I don't understand why you're upset about this. I agree. <laughs> you're, you're breaking balls, dude. You know. Um, Kurt Peters, I make my family's 100 year old kielbasa recipe. Monty's show in Denver, and Jake can taste my sausage. Wow. Hey, look at me. Bro. Tanner, oh, by the way, Monty, if you think America first field is garbage, then I will gladly take your spot at the June 10th game. Because it's garbage. I didn't say it was garbage. It's, it's not a field, It's not dude. like a shrine. It's not a stadium. German, it's a ground. Jeremy Callahan, German potato salad, spelled P-U-T-A-Y-T-A salad, potato salad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is definitely an acquired taste. I don't hate it. Uh, potato salad. That's how I say that's it, too. That's what I'm saying. It's potato salad, bro. It's not potato. Taylor says it's tater salad. Taters. Hey, taters. Hey, Dion, you got some taters? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea what that was. All right. Speaking of food, you guys, can we talk? Where do we want to go here? Do we want to do Tucker Carlson running for president? No, I, uh, You're no, not feeling no, that? No, I want to do super dog, dude. Come on. Costco food court. Oh, yes. I want to talk about this, too. All right. Do we have Costco food court fans? 
who's not a Costco food court well, fan? The a holes that shop at Sam's Club, dude. Like, okay, first of all, who, that has who a, the same shops food court? at Sam's Club, dude. Stupid ass question. Come on, dude. That's what I'm saying. Boom. Out of here. Get the hell out of here with Sam's you can, Club. You cannot shop at Sam's. Boom. Out of here. Boom. Out of here. Do you guys remember that? Brett Myers. You're filling in for somebody. Melting down on a reporter in spring training. Stupid ass question. Boom. I, the guy. <laughs> so Brett Myers is. Do you, I wish we had the full rant, but Brett Myers is sitting in front of his locker. <laughs> and he had given up two bombs in spring training. Yeah. And a, a, the a conversation essentially goes, hey, the reporter says, hey, do you think both of those were out of here? And Myers is like, you know, I made a couple of good pitches and, you know, they just put the bat on the ball. They went over the wall. And Brett Myers looks back at the reporter. He's like, wow, you thought they crushed him? He's like, first one, no, but second one, yeah. And Brett Myers goes, yeah, because you don't know shit about baseball. You're filling in for somebody. Filling in for somebody. It's amazing, bro. Yeah, because you don't know shit about baseball. It's absolutely one of the best. Because you're filling in for somebody. And it's true. The guy was filling in for somebody that day because the beat writer was off. Stupid ass question. And the guy's like, boy, you're real classy, aren't you? <laughs> and Brett Myers basically drops a R-bomb on him like you have brain damage. And it just went haywire, Boom. dude. Out of here. And he's and Brett Myers says to him, "Go on." Boom. Out of here. Go Boom. on. Out of here. Boom. Out of we here. We have to play that. Maybe Fridays need to become like the rant of the day or something. That's one wow. of the great all. What's his rants. name today from the Howard Stern show? The actor. What's his name? Oh, uh, Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. Oh my God. Rappaport melted down today. Anyway, yeah. I, we, we got lost. Costco food court. First of all, in the comments, Costco or Sam's Club. Right. Because we want to know who we need to block. Um, Boom. Out of here. Yeah. Tanner Plummer, wait. Tucker Carlson's running for president? Don't. Don't. Please don't. We don't need that energy in here today. Ain't ducking. No smoke. Jeremy Callahan, revisiting the uterus fart thing would even be better than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> You said uterus fart, <laughs> which is phenomenal. Uh, Taylor says, oh, well, comment them. Taylor says, love the hot dogs. Kurt Peter says, Costco dogs are legit. The pizza is always good at Costco. Mrs. Monty loves it. Travis, Victor is the way bird. <laughs> is Papa Murphy's pizza really good? Yes. Yes, dude, it is. Yes. Victor's the way Kurt Peters, I don't know. Costco pizza gives me the bubble gut. Yeah, because it's greasy. I don't do Costco pizza. Yeah, it's greasy. Kurt That's Myers the says Costco. Yeah. Get the boom out of here. Drop ready. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer, pop quiz. RSL is playing tonight. Boom. Out of here. Taylor, uh, didn't Costco founder refuse to raise hot dog prices a few years ago? And took a hit on their sales over COVID because he said it's the principal? He did. He did, yeah. He did. Yep. Now, here's the best part about this. And the reason that we're talking about Costco Food Court is bringing back chopped onions. Yes! Boom. So speaking of the cocoa, they had stopped serving chopped onions in the food court at Costco because it was a dispenser. 
Right. And it was open air and it was open to the public and people were like, the coronavirus. Some fungus, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> some fungus. <laughs> we won't serve them anymore. So now what they're going to do is bring them back, but you're going to have to request them and they'll come in a uh, pre, <coughs> uh, pre-serving, pre-dispensed thing, a little cup. Package. <coughs> and so you can get chopped onions for your hot dog at Costco. I'm a again. big fan of raw white onions <laughs> on my my hot dog give it to me raw right uh raw right. chopped oh my white, God, just like yeah, that raw chopped white onions is where it's at relish ooh yes what makes a good hot dog because super dog in chicago chicago 75 years old today incredible look at that joint chicago hot dogs are all about super dog yeah i grew up at super dog I have vivid memories of my mother and my my dad taking me to Superdog. It's one of those ones where you drive in, they bring your stuff out on roller skates. You order two you order two Superdogs. Yes, you want the green tomatoes. Yes, you want the tomatoes. Yes, you want the french fries. Yes. And you just sit there and you eat that greatness. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's the best hot dog you'll ever have. It comes in a square box and it's a hot dog packed in crinkle cut french fries. Doing it right. And it just moved a little bit thinking about it. Yeah, dude. And and I feel like you don't get this kind of service the way you do, you know, like Superdog service is excellent. Stay hard. It is excellent. And I love Superdog. So what's a good hot dog? To me, I think a good hot dog on the regular every day because Superdog's not something you do every day. On the regular, the Costco hot dog is a great hot dog. Yeah. I think it's got to be a... a Vienna hot dog, mm-hmm. but the bun makes the entire it's be a thing. Sesame seed bun, dude. It makes the entire thing, and you need to boil the hot dog. Boiled hot dogs, the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Steamed warm buns, the best in the business. Little ketchup, little relish, tomatoes, chopped tomatoes, chopped onions. Mm-hmm. Good to go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Don't yeah. ask me to take the dude, picture dude, you now. You can't leave the picture up that long. That's bro. super dope. That, nah, dude. You can't do that, dude. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, Taylor says, give it to me raw. It's a prime time, baby. <laughs> it's prime time. They know reset. You're never getting away from that. Salty Victor's the way he says, you like some crunch on your sausage, Jake? Yeah, dude, I do. Yep, not a big pickle guy, but I'll take a pickle on a sausage. $1.50 for the dog. Onions are free. Load it up. Damn right. Maury, Maury, dude. Okay, I'm just gonna have to dial it up on you, bro. This is like, well, well you know, I wear a blue hat and it's half red because I like BYU and you. Boom, out of here. I shop both Sam's and Costco. You're filling in for somebody. Costco's food court has much better selection overall, but I like Sam's pizza much more than Costco. However, Sam's has nothing on Costco's chicken bake. Boom, out of here. I am not a Costco pizza guy. I used to be, but it's so greasy. Like, you literally have yeah, to dry the grease good, off. Dude. It's gross. It's not good. But Mrs. Monty loves that shit, man. Dude, chicken bakes? It. I'm about that chicken bake life, she bro. She I like chicken bakes, too. Bomb. But I'll tell you, some of my favorite items at Costco real quick before we get to Tucker. <laughs> we got these burritos. Dude. At Costco the other day. Dude. I'm so bricked up right now. I don't even know. Like, are they vegan or vegetarian? I don't know, and I don't care. They are super. 
the drumsticks that are pre-cooked. They're right by the rotisserie chicken. Yeah. The uh, shrink-wrapped rotisserie chicken that's pre-chopped. So good. Dude. But the street taco kit. Ah. Oh. So good. Top tier, bro. Oh, so good. Top tier. It, it, you know, and Mrs. Monty and I cook a lot now. Like, we pretty rarely eat out anymore. Um, and I got to tell you, when she makes those tacos, like, she'll make the meat and the black beans. We'll make black beans. It comes with some of that creme fraiche sauce. And uh, I'll heat the tortillas up on a flat iron. And, dude, it's one of the best meals we have ever, yes. every day. Yes. Every day. Jeremy Callahan. Sam's Pizza versus Costco Pizza. It's this kind of, uh, it, it, isn't this kind of like the argument of the CW versus Ion for the Pac-12 media rights partner? I really think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Questions. Every time I hear Victor's the way, Victor's the way. The Star Wars geek in me hears this is. The... Gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Can we just listen? I, this is an Uncle Monty moment. Let me let me, I let like, me get the here we go. Here we go. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Oh, hello, Mark Hamill. Come on in. Can can we just get through one show without? Hey, bro. You know, did, this week on The Mandalorian, I am your father. You know, Baby Yoda was nude, and and I liked it. You know, just one day. One day without fucking Nemo, without Mandalorian. <laughs> One day without. Oh, hey man, dude, bro, bros, did you see on the Lord of the Rings? Hey guys, hey guys, like, hey guys. So, look, Harry Potter was talking to Schmeagle. Schmeagle. <laughs> Harry Potter was talking to Schmeagle. This man was a bona fide scrub, and the Schmeags was telling him, look. <laughs> Baby Yoda is refusing to put on his diaper. <laughs> That's some prime energy. And he's got, and, and listen, he's got mud butt. Mud butt. So if you want to get your Millennium Falcon out of here, now's a really good time. <laughs> because I got to tell you, the spray chart for Baby Yoda mud butt, it's all over the place. <laughs> and I'm just one Schmeganator. There's only so much I can do. Now, if you want to go down the way and look in the toilet and talk to, to Nemo. Here I am. He's on the East African interchange. Like, I mean. <laughs> it's the East Australian current, bro. You're filling in for somebody. The East African interchange? Just one bro. show. Can we get through one show without, Ta question. without Tanner being like, hey, guys, guys, guys. Like, look, I'm on the front runner, and I, I paid the conductor to get me home early because the Mandalorian, goddamn. <laughs> I have got, look, I'm going to put on my Mandalorian underoos, and I'm watching the premiere. <laughs> and the real problem is, real Salt Lake plays tonight, but the Mandalorian and the Baby Yoda and shit. Well, oh, by the way. By the way, by the way, guys, Schmeagel's a better midfielder than Jimmy Neutron was. Jackass. <laughs> One day. Schmeaganator. One day. No Mandalorian. No Star. Oh, okay, so. And it's a legitimate question. And I know you guys stick to sports. 
But legitimate question. Lightsaber or lightsaver? <laughs> Go. Wow. Wow. <sighs> so look, I was just chilling, talking to Schmeagel. <laughs> I don't know any other characters where I would pick another. Frodo, Frodo. Well, you know, Frodo, what a fucking prick that guy is. So... I'm trying to eat my lunch, right? And I had just plucked this weed out of the ground because I was Soft hungry. Person, and Big Daddy Magic and I were hanging out. Waiting. Victor's the way. And then Frodo showed up and took Big Daddy Magic's hose. Victor's the way. And now all of a sudden I'm stuck with Big, ba Big Daddy Magic showing me all these pictures on his phone of all these guys he's met. Boom. Out of here. And I'm just like, where's Schmeagel? Okay. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Carlos Knuckles. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pac-12 folds. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's fine. Tanner, this actually the first time I've mentioned Star Wars on the show since like last week. No, <laughs> since like last hour. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just curious. X-Wing fighter. Or the Batmobile. Go. Which one are you going with? Hey, look at me. Darth Vader or Bane? Only one of them can win. <laughs> it's a death match on Apple and TV+. We Plus. That. <laughs> can I get a discount code? I downloaded The Mandalorian. I should get Ray out Salt Lake Soccer for free. The money program. And by the way, on the front runner, I was talking to this, well... Hey Frankly, she was unattractive. Every branch on the way down. But I don't judge people. Anyway, Fucking a. I was talking to this person. And she was telling me that I had said on the Monty Show last week that you guys need to do an RSL podcast. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. And You're I not said, that guy. I said, I'm the executive producer of the show. I'll, I'll hook it up for you, hotness. Okay. All right. Uh, Monty rant. Tanner, you're a soccer fan. You're not an American. Exactly. He's just a hack. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan, you can talk about this for a good half hour. Oh, I could go forever. Pause, bro. Pause. Forever and ever. Tanner, yes, this was the first time I've mentioned Star Wars since last week. Now, listen, you fucking prick. I take up to the show. I talked about RSL and big old tires. At the one hour and 26 minute and 41 second mark yesterday. You ain't going to try me then. And it is true. It is true. I got distracted. I was shopping for, you know, tidy whities on my phone. <laughs> Did you have to put your ID in? But here in Utah, you have to put your photo ID in to shop for tidy whities. And, you know, I might have lost it, but I know I didn't talk about Star Wars. But while we're on the subject, Baby Yoda or Nemo, who's the better kid? Go. That's right, T. You only get one child, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> Circle of Life or the original Star Wars theme? Go. Which one's a better song? No, I'm not doing that. Okay, speaking, I should stop. <laughs> Mr. Preston says reset ain't no reset. 
They know reset. Seriously. Guys, 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 look, look. I went back and checked the show law. Here I am. Did I keep every... <laughs> now, I went back. I'm for real. Ute softball fan. Can we mute Tanner for a week? No, no dude. He's one of the best parts of the <laughs> show, do dude. That? Hold on, hold on. Wait, don't go to the next comment. I need to. What? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> what kind of question is that, dude? Boom. Out of here. It's your own question. Did you really not get it? This You're is filling in for somebody. Now, guys, guys, you better not ban me. Because if you do, I will break into the Zag Club on June 10th. I hope it won't come to that. I, I don't want to. But I'll take my lifesaver and I will break in there. In <laughs> anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm, fucking on the, vernal equinox. I'm on the front runner with the not so hot chick. But listen, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. I should stop. Kurt Peters, Monty on one today. Ease up on the buckshot. Buckedup.com, promo code Monty. Salty, uh, oh, Monty, you're a lead on the Tanner impersonation. <laughs> Tanner says, and you wonder why I think you hate Star Wars, Monty. Wow, oh, Dave. Wow. Monty, look, you Monty? and I. <laughs> Monty, you and I have been friends for a really long time. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. And I don't get emotional very often, but you're saying things, and it's making me think you don't like Star Wars. And if you don't like Star Wars, we can't be friends. I don't like Star Wars. Well, what about Lord of the Rings? Nope, hate that no, too. No, no, no. Okay. Can we watch the, the Tiger King together? Is that a real question? No, because he's in jail. What? They put Rasputin, what's the guy's name? From from Tiger King, the lion movie fucking thing. Um, Rafiki. Circle of Life. Rafiki. Yeah. They put Rafiki in jail. <laughs> Stop crying like a little girl. They put Rafiki in jail? Hold on. You just were snapping at me asking for a Rafiki reference. I'm so old that I'm I called so the Lion up right King now. Tiger King. <laughs> Bro. God. <laughs> Jesus, please answer. I'm alone in the forest. Oh, oh fuck. It's Rafiki. Hi, Rafiki. <laughs> It's what's the guy's name? Tiger Joe or whatever. Uh, oh. Hold on, uh, Google. Joe isn't his name uh, Tiger Tiger, Tiger King, Joe? Real Joe or name. Joe Exotic? Joe, Joe Exotic. <laughs> Look, Rafiki was hanging out with Joe Exotic. <laughs> Can we watch a Lion King? Uh, Look, there's one way to save our friendship, Monty. If you'll spend yeah, yeah, I know what time it is. Just five minutes watching The Lion King with me, we can <laughs> we can sing the song together. Nah. The purpose of life. Bro, stop. <laughs> no, no, no. I am no, no, I am proud no, to no, say no. I am proud to say I've never watched The Lion King. I'm a man. Oh, Kurt wow. Meyer says late stages of too much. Dude. <laughs> Did I really just say the tiger? Bro. Um, um, <laughs> the Tiger King. Oh my Dude. God. <laughs> this is a top tier moment on the show. I'm just saying. 
Remember this moment, bro. Oh, the Tiger King. My oh my, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> I'm banging your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, MJ beset the purpose of life. Yeah, the the song from the Tiger King. It's the circle of life, not the purpose of life, bro. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Filling in for somebody. Oh, can that's the song I know. I know. Oh, Canada. Shit. Is it really the circle of life? Yes. Oh, damn it. Okay, Tanner. So, Monty, when Jake has kids and they come up to you and they ask you. To watch The Lion King, would you do it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Those deadbeat kids? No. Stupid ass questions. I'm sure at some point I will have to watch The Lion King. Because I have seen The Tiger King. Admittedly. You know, Jeremy both. Callahan's comment right there. Hashtag, <sighs> hashtag Tanner the Tiger. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, Boy, that was a heater. Oh, I cannot believe I said that. <clears throat> and it's you guys are not messing with. I'm now. I got to look it up, dude. It's the circle of life, dude. It's the not in question. It is this. You're you're not messing with me. No, I'm being serious, dude. You don't. You really don't know this. I'm sure I know it. It's I, the circle of life. I'm not kidding. Same thing. Same thing. Oh, 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 Bro, oh who you, the hell oh, is? Oh, okay. you guys, you guys. Holy cow. Okay, this just dude, updated on Twitter. Right this here. tweet reply today. I've got to step in here, dude. I've got to step in here. This seems like a very, very serious situation. Hey, in Ukraine. Duncan, no smoke. You guys, dude, this is wild. Bro. This I've got to help. Yevhenia sent uh, me uh, a tweet saying, um, "Hey, look at me. Um, hey, bro. Who the are you? Uh, no. Who the f is that guy? Is, it is seventy-five years old. Okay, go ahead. Uh, go help ahead. me uh, move with my children to controlled part of Ukraine. Please donate. I'm an ordinary Ukrainian. And I have three children. Yeah, I'll send the money right now, sweetheart. Uh, I'm uh, I'm on it. <laughs> I got a call today. J so Jake goes out for a few minutes today. My phone rings, and the guy's like, "Hey, um, hey, bro, um." You're eligible for hey uh, for some COVID funds. Me? Do people really fall for this stuff? Am I really going to help you move to a more controlled part of Ukraine? Texas, me. I'm sorry for writing you here. You're not, because people probably respond. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Okay. That is absolutely wow. ridiculous. man. Hmm. Okay. Dude, now we can't talk about no, Tucker. No, now we're not talking about Tucker. Now this we cannot talk fun. about this Tucker. This has been way too much fun to ruin it with Tucker. Also, yes, Joe Exotic, crazy dude, tried running for governor dude, of Oklahoma. Can you believe that? Can you believe some of these people though that try to run for governor? Isn't it wild? Tucker Carlson is not dude. running for president, dude. No, I'm Monty, not a big fan of Fox. What the hell is in those bucked up shots? If anything, your Gorgu rant segueing into Lion King has convinced me. You take a buck shot, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> you know. Just trying to you help. Know. Just trying to help, you know? You know. Kurt Peters says she should ask the Nigerian prince. <laughs> exactly. Do people really fall for that? I guess. I think they do. The Monty Show every single gash dung day. Presented by the Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Utah Advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you've been injured in an accident, 
Do not hesitate. Chat with an attorney live online, 24-7-365. TheAdvocates.com. Until tomorrow. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.